Welcome back, everybody. This is the Prepared Mindset Podcast, and have another great episode for you guys this week. Uh, I'm your host, Austin, and I am sitting down for this discussion with Dan Minix, who is the owner of Apex Performance Integration. So uh, we're going to get into a lot of different stuff, but to give you guys the the cliff notes like I try to, you know, Dan and, and Apex and what they do is uh, basically they are a training and nutrition and fitness company that was born out of the pandemic when we were all locked at home, when, you know, we weren't able to get out. And, and this may be <clears throat> difficult for some of you guys to hear or wrap your brain around, but there were actually country or states in this country, I should say, that closed gyms. Here in Michigan, there was for several months, uh, at least six months, where our governor issued a closure of the gym and training facilities. I know in other states, most of them obviously were run by Democrats in office because that was their whole agenda and everything, but I won't, you know, go down their rabbit hole. Uh, I know there were several small gyms, let alone the chains, right? Like your LA fitness and those bigger establishments and whatnot. Uh, There were several small gyms that were forced out of business because they rely on member dues, which they weren't charging because people weren't using the facilities. It was the right thing to do not to charge them because they couldn't get in, but it killed the business. I know there were people, uh, Nick Kalamazzo, I, I, I probably butchering his name, but he, uh, I believe ran a, dr- a gym and had le- several different run-ins with the law and legal issues of a wide variety because he left his gym and, uh, his training facility open <clears throat> during COVID and allowed people to come in and work. Now, uh, you know, I, a lot of people were very scared during that time and I understand that they tried to, I don't know, do the right thing, but with those closures and, uh, it, it really wasn't a viable solution mostly cause you can't, I don't believe, at least this is what I was told is you cannot transmit anything via sweat. So I, I don't know whether, what was true, what was not. And it's, it's neither here nor there. So Apex was born in 2020 and, uh, they are a fitness and training and nutrition company that works with military. They work with law enforcement and I'm looking forward to this discussion with Dan, honestly, because fitness is something that gets talked about a little bit in our space as it ties to training and preparedness. Now, when I say a little bit, it's because people will call people fat or, you know, body shame those, you know, I I hate using that term, but that's like, you know what I'm talking about. It's either you're too skinny or you're too, you're too heavy or you're too short or you're too tall, unless you fit in like whatever idea people have of what you should look like. Uh, I was actually scrolling through like some old posts uh, of Josh Lowry's the other day and seeing his stuff from when he was, you know, PDX Patriot and people ripping on him for having skinny jeans. For whatever reason, our community is super obsessed with appearances and not actual skill or not always anyways with skill and what's being presented in the content. Uh, but at any rate, we talk a lot or we say the phrase, if you're not fit, you're going to die. People just look at you and draw their assumptions based off of your physical appearance from a glance uh, as a complete correlation and indication of your overall fitness and capability. And for a lot of people, that's that's where the discussion stops. We don't talk to each other. We don't understand, you know, hey, have you actually lost a lot of weight? Is that why your body's still doing what it's doing? Hey, you're a little bit bigger guy. What does your capability look like? If, if we don't look like, you know, super ripped, super jacked or whatever, and even then the guys that are super ripped, they get it too because, oh, well, you're going to have to eat so many calories and you shouldn't be that big. It's, it's a really 
convoluted situation that we're in when we come to talking about fitness as it pertains to the preparedness space and, you know, how law enforcement and military look at your overall capabilities. So I'm looking forward to the discussion, you know, as somebody who goes to the gym four days a week, this is something where I've, you know, been learning more. We've had some great guests on in the past, albeit not a ton, but we have had some guests on the past that have talked specifically about fitness and talked specifically about nutrition. You know, uh, Alex Manor from uh, Leaderless Gentlemen and Tactical Lifters Guild, right? Uh, and I hope to get him back on at some point in the near future as well. But we, we haven't really talked a lot about training and fitness and taking care of our bodies and how things wear down and break down and how simple things can have a large impact on us. I mean, one great example for I'll share with you guys is me uh, because now I work at home and I have worked at home since we all got sent uh, to work remotely during, you know, 2020. I've not been a full-time, you know, in the office or even a hybrid office person. So I walk around my home a lot barefoot. And as a result of that, you know, I got a sit and stand desk and everything to help with some other issues and uh, started developing foot pain go to the podiatrist and Hey, your feet are flattening from the amount of standing you're doing barefoot. So now you got to go get, you know, uh, orthotics, right. And those are expensive and you have to keep your arches elevated to help with these other issues that are going to then impact your knees and your hips and your back and whatnot. So, uh, the little things, you know, including people rocking the, the vans, high tops or whatever on the flat range, cause their favorite Navy seal wears them. Uh, you know, those things have impacts. Flat shoes are terrible for your feet and guys that have been doing it for a while know that and will at least let you know that. Uh, and these are like, these are health things. People look into this. You talk about, you know, all kinds of different stuff. And I'm sure Dan and I will get into a whole ton in this discussion. I'm really looking forward to it because if fitness is a direct correlation to survivability, you know, I was just, uh, I was talking with Brandon bridge the other day and we were discussing the body cam footage, uh, from the engagement in Scottsdale with that cartel asshole and the shootout with the detectives down there. And I mean, you watch the, the one guy, like literally just he, in, in an instant, he hops up and he's on a hood and he's crouched down and you, you have to be flexible and you have to be fit and you have to be able to respond to the situation and the environment. And there's so many things that that play into this. So, uh, this really, really should be, I think very, very helpful for a lot of you guys and very insightful. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad that our our friend Ryan over at Ben Franklin range was able to connect, uh, Dan and I, and, and and help us put this whole episode and this, uh, this whole discussion together. And that's to say nothing of the fact guys, that this is the last episode before Christmas, 2023. It's crazy. Time is flying by, and honestly, I don't know what it is. It just it just feels like this year there's just less merry energy, is the, the phrase I'll use. It feels different this year. Uh, I don't, I don't know what it is. I couldn't put my finger on it to tell you, uh, I have not been out doing as much shopping this year. I did a lot of online shopping, uh, just for convenience sake and things, but you know, I, I try to go out of my way now to say Merry Christmas. I, I get the whole happy holidays thing, but I, I try to say Merry Christmas and I try to say it often. And sometimes you, you get a thank you. And a lot of times I, I've just gotten a grumble and a shrug and it's like, dude, what the fuck? You know, like Merry Christmas, dude, be happy. Come on. Uh, it's that time of year and spend the time with your families, guys, like get away from social media, get away from, you know, don't, as much as I love people that listen to our podcast, I would also say, don't be that guy with earbuds in, in your family gathering, listening to this or something else, being antisocial and emo, like go interact with your family. If you have, if you have issues with your family, this is the time when everybody is opening their hearts. I hope 
and opening their minds, I hope, to, you know, restore those relationships and rebuild those bridges. And it takes both sides making an effort. Uh, and that's all we could do a whole bit, a whole episode on emotional health and all that stuff and emotional stuff. <laughs> but I, I don't want to get into that now because right now I have to tell you guys about all of our fantastic sponsors that help make this podcast possible and help make us successful. We're super thankful to have all of them. And I'm going to start with our friends over at Custom Night Vision. Guys, if you were looking during Black Friday to try and get into your first PVS-14 or maybe a Tonto because you wanted that, you know, it's a little bit lighter and you want that flexibility to, to bridge them together later for your first set of binos, Custom Night Vision has both of those in stock in white phosphor, in green phosphor. They even have images taken through the machine so you guys can see the tube that you're purchasing before you put in the credit card info, before you click buy. You can see what you're getting even if you don't quite know what the specs and all that stuff means, you can see the image. So you know there's going to be a blem or a little black dot or something. And if you you know you don't want to buy a tube that meets a certain spec, but you know has some some blems in it that you just you just don't want. Or if you're fine with it, then then cool. You know, Custom Night Vision is there to offer the most comprehensive and transparent buying experience possible. Whether it's your first unit, like we were just talking about, or if Hell, maybe your first unit is some Bino Night Vision, maybe some RPNVGs or some 1431 Mark IIs, right? Or some DTNVSs. They have all of those units in stock, ready to go with images of all the tubes. They have hand-picked options so they can actually just go out and pick the best option available. And if you truly don't know, hey, is hand-picked my best choice? Will this other one perform better? I don't know. They have this amazing chat function that's built into the website to help you guys navigate your purchase decision. Whether it's a monotube device like a PVS-14 or dual tube, you know, bino night vision, they're there to help you. They're there to answer your questions, and they have it all in stock. They're not like some of these other websites where you're gonna you're gonna drop thirty six hundred dollars on a really good PVS-14, and then you're gonna have to go ahead and suck it up and wait eight to twelve weeks to have your unit built and assembled and then shipped out to you. That's not what custom is about. They'll have it out to you in a day or two. They have amazing shipping options, and if you're looking just to build out your setup. Maybe you already on Black Friday got your tube set up. You can swing by the website, customnightvision.com, pick up helmets, mounts. They have lasers, optics, lights, and more. You guys there, they're one-stop shop for all things night vision. Head over to customnightvision.com and check it out for yourself. Thank you as well to Chris and the amazing team over at HRTTacticalGear.com. Guys, HRT is a fantastic gear company. They sent me out one of their LBAC carriers back in June, and I have been running that, testing that, reviewing that, and getting time in with that carrier. It's outstanding. A couple months later, they sent me out their ARC belt after I saw one and got to play with one a little bit at the HTA Range Day event that they graciously donated a belt set up to as a charity raffle prize. And amazing, amazing stuff. You guys, I really love the gear. They have amazing carriers. They have amazing placards, back panels, and guys, HRT is just doing great work. They're really working with first responders and law enforcement to bring them solutions that make them effective and capable out in the field. Head on over to hrttacticalgear.com. Check out everything they have in stock, all their products. They have armor, they got med, they have range surprise and range supplies, I should say, and more. It's hrttacticalgear.com. Go check it out today. And 
Big, big shout out to the guys over at 100 Concepts, Jonah, Garrett, and Pierce. Merry Christmas to all those guys, and thank you so much for all of their support throughout the year. If you haven't been following them on social media, they're actually running some really good sales right now. They're tr- they're trying to move out some of their inventory they've built up so that they can raise some capital for some exciting new product launches for next year, including the, you know, the ocular caps for night vision. There's some anti-reflective devices that they uh, teased on that video, too. You guys can go check that out on their social media. They're making amazing products. You guys are an outstanding company and their motto is do good, be dangerous, live free. It's something we can all get behind. And some dudes that are working real, real hard to bring amazing solutions to you. And they just dropped their light caps and scope caps in Ranger Green and Flat Dark Earth. So tons of options, tons of solutions. Head to 100concepts.com today and pick up some gear for yourself. So thank you to all of our sponsors, as well as a big shout out to our Patreon patrons. I actually just posted a fairly comprehensive blog post today uh, on building out a rifle. Uh, And not like, hey, this is how you do it, but rather my rationale and my way of thinking about how you should think about putting together your rifle, not listening to people like me. Is, is quite honestly the point of it, is to do your own research and figure out you know what works best for you, what's going to be the best solution for you, regardless of if your favorite gun tuber told you, you have to have this, this optic mount at this height because that's the right solution for guys who really know how to shoot. Uh, you know, or you know, whatever. Uh, but our Patreon patrons, thank you guys so much for your support. If you guys want to support the podcast, you can head over to our link tree and check it out, or it's patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. Released a couple long form videos on there. I did a great one about dry fire and setting yourself up for success. It was like 25 minutes long. Uh, and, and just put that up there a couple, maybe a week ago blog posts, targets, all kinds of amazing stuff on there, you guys. And every bit of that support comes back to make sure that the podcast here is growing and is you know successful. So thank you guys, all of you, our patrons. And if you guys are looking for a great way to support us, you can head over to Patreon. You can sign up there. You can also head over to our Spreadshirt shop and pick up some gear. We get a little bit back from that. All that's available through our link tree on our Instagram. So thank you, everybody, for all of your support. Uh, This won't be our last episode of the year, so I'm not going to get super, super gushy, but it is our last episode before Christmas. And, you know, it's a time of year to say that we're thankful, and we surely are. It's been a very blessed year in a lot of ways, and we've definitely had our trials and tribulations, and we've also had some great successes. So it's been, it's really cool, and I look forward to uh, getting into that more in the future. Uh, But for now, for this week, my guest, again, is Dan Minix with Apex Performance Integration have a fantastic discussion about training and nutrition and fitness, all that good stuff. It's really essential. You guys, if you're out there running kit, if you're running a rifle, things like muscle fatigue are real. Things like being able to keep up with your buddies or even just be able to keep up through the day, having the physical stamina to wear 12 pounds worth of plates, plus ammo, plus a water bladder, plus a gear belt, plus all the, you know know what I mean? It just, it adds up and it adds up and it adds up. And if our bodies are not built up, if they are not conditioned to handle these stresses, we are not conditioned to handle these stresses. We will fail. So very important conversation here. Really looking forward to getting into it with Dan. So let's just do that. Here we go. Jumping on over to my conversation with Dan Minix of Apex Performance Integration. Hey, Dan. Welcome to the podcast, man. How you doing? Doing good, Austin. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. I'm I'm excited to kind of dive into this. You're a little bit different of a guest than what we normally have on here, and that's not a bad thing. 
Uh, we were just talking about it before we were recording, you know, uh, fitness is fitness and and nutrition and training, like all the stuff you guys do with apex, right. Is actually really important for like a ton of what we talk about on, on prepared mindset. Uh, it doesn't seem to get the, the love, you know, on social media for reasons, which I, it sounds like neither of us, you know, like we, we were just talking about it. We can't figure it out, but, uh, having these discussions and bring this information to people is really important. Uh, especially as we start to get older, uh, you know, like I'm in my mid thirties, I'm starting to have all kinds of weird, like I just found out I work from home and I found out that my feet are flattening out because I stand around barefoot too much. And I'm like, great cool. I'm 34 and now I got to get like, you know, custom orthotics and all this, you know, dumb stuff. But, uh, your, your area of focus and discipline is something that I think a lot of people miss on. So I'm happy to have you, man. And, uh, can you, let's just, let's dive in, man. Uh, can you talk a little bit about who you are and and what you do with apex? Yeah. So my name's Dan Minix. I'm in the Pittsburgh area. I'm a sports performance and fitness coach. I own my own business, Apex Performance Integration. Um, we work with a wide range of different kind of athletes at different ages. We have, you know, youth, high school athletes, middle school, up until Major League Baseball, adult national figure skaters, um, college. And we also deal with a good bit of adult uh, clientele as well, mostly people who are former athletes in their younger days or have been training for a while and have a good training background and have kind of tried a lot of the other things that are out there and have kind of wanted to get a little bit more out of, you know, their body and what they can do. And so we're a little bit more of a higher quality uh, service at that point. We do a lot of just small group personal training. So no, you know, boot camp classes of everybody, you know, 30 people deep, everyone's doing the same workout and it's yeah. chaos. It's we're kind of more smaller controlled chaos. It's kind of like a triage. Um, if you come into the gym at any moment, we could have somebody deadlift, you know, a woman deadlifting 250 pounds or more to, you know, guys doing bench pressing to weird looking mobility drills to, you know, some kind of cardio. So we kind of keep it, you know, all the elements of what we believe, you know, people should be able to do, but we try and keep it as a customized and individualized approach as we can. Uh, and we've been in business for a little over three years now. We kind of fell into it out of the the uh, remnants of the pandemic, so to speak. And, um, you know, we were just training people in parking lots and with any equipment we could find. And as I'm sure you can appreciate where you're at, you know, the the fall starts to roll around and it's getting darker earlier and mm-hmm. it's getting colder. And yep. I was like, hey, you know, I got to figure something out here because we're not going to be able to be meeting at 5.30 p.m. pretty soon because it's going to be dark and, you know, it's going to be getting really cold also. And the way the landscape was at the time, you know, I wasn't really looking to open a facility because we didn't, there was rumors of more shutdowns coming and which eventually happened in Pennsylvania in December um, of that year. And so found a place that's like a big sports complex that has some turf space and, you know, a fitness center that not a lot of people use. It's not very highly trafficked. So worked out a deal with them and we've been there for a little over three years now and things are going great. And um, yeah, and just kind of uh, navigating these crazy times as as we all are. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's great. A lot of people, I found that I thought that it was normal that gyms got closed and facilities got shut down. Um, apparently 
that was not necessarily the norm in every state across the country. I know we were shut down uh, six or seven months. And then when we came back to the gym, I want to say it was like October or something of 2022, I was able to start going again, but you had to wear a mask, which was like the most absolute miserable of my, my gym experiences. Like at that point I was, you know, just try, I was trying to get on the horse, you know, like I was trying to build a good, a good uh, habit. And I was like, man, I hate this cardio with a stupid mask on was about, uh, the most miserable thing I, I could think to do, you know, uh, and I've had, I had buddies on from, I think they're in South Dakota, the guys over at Garrison, uh, readiness. And they're like, what gyms weren't closed. Like, yeah, yeah, they were dude. Gyms were definitely closed here for a long time. We almost got a second closure. Uh, we didn't, but I didn't even know that you guys got that. Um, the second one that came around. Yeah. It was like the whole month of December. So all of December and going into January was, was shut down, but yeah, we, we had the mask thing going on. It sounded like we were on a similar time frame as far as things being open and closed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember we had the mask thing going for a while, well into 2021. I remember we had to do it, our facility, and it was mandated and all that. And I remember it was very frustrating. I mean, frustrating for everybody. I don't think anybody really wants to wear the mask, you know, like it's just at some point it's a hindrance, but, um, you know, I trying to coach and like be vocal. And it's like, it's hard when you're constantly talking and, it was, yep. and I remember thinking, boy, this is terrible, but it's not as terrible as our members who are trying to work out and wear them at the same time. So, um, you know, someone always has it worse, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was frustrating, but we're trying to keep it all past us and hopefully it's gone and we can kind of yeah, keep I, trying to keep going back to normal, so to speak. So I, I, um, I pray. If you want to wear them, go ahead. But it's, um, yeah, that's kind of a whole can of worms there too, because I was actually just talking with someone about this recently how it was deemed, you know, not essential, you know, like a gym exercise fitness, like it was deemed not, not essential. So that all the gyms had to close and, you know, us in PA, we were kind of, I would say probably middle of the road. Like there was States that had it way longer and way harder. And there was, like mm-hmm. you said, States that didn't have it at all. So, you know, I guess count your blessings for, it could have been worse, but yeah, it was, it was frustrating. I, I, yeah, th- that whole determination, because uh, obviously, you know, we, like you just said, we, we dealt with the same thing. It's, oh, a gym's non essential. Well, I, I would argue against that uh, as somebody now who's been going for several years and has a four day a week uh, habit uh, where it's, it's built into my daily life. And <clears throat> you actually start to feel worse just not going. Like you, you don't even have to, it's weird. Like I won't, I won't change my dietary habits. I won't change, you know, my sleep and stuff, at least not purposefully. Right. And, uh, everything else starts to kind of suffer a little bit when you stop going and you start to just miss it. Uh, so when that came around, I was, it was a little weird, you know, like I, I actually kind of think it is essential, especially now when people are at home and sedentary, like even more than we already are. Um, and that's, and I'm sure that's something you guys deal with, right? With uh, like police officers, right? Because they sit in patrol vehicles all day long uh, for the most part, right? Which leads to a whole bunch of other issues. Why why you wouldn't want people to be more active and seeking out, you know, take some of that stimulus money and put it back in the economy by paying it to your local fitness facilities, uh, whether it's the YMCA, whatever you got locally, right? Or an actual, I don't know, CrossFit gym or, or 
somewhere in between. I don't, I've never got into the CrossFit thing. That's not, it's not for me, but, uh, you know, stay I, away from the Kool-Aid. Don't do it. I, well, then I would have to tell everyone that I'm doing it. Um, you know, and exactly. I, I don't think my, I don't have any social media bandwidth for telling people about more stuff. So, yeah. uh, how did, um, how did you end up doing, doing this? Like where, where did life kind of carry you through that? Like fitness became your passion and, and, and that you felt that, that you wanted to help people too, because I mean, having a passion for something is one thing, but then it, at least in my experience, I teach high school musicians and it's like that nice. drive to teach is, or coach is, is it's different than just having a passion for something. Right. Yeah. Um, I definitely say it was one of those, like you, you know, you like doing something, but you never really think you're going to do it as a career type of situation, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I was, I played a bunch of sports growing up. I mean, even if it wasn't formally, it was recreational in the backyard or, you know, down at the baseball field. Um, but I played hockey, soccer, little league baseball, did Taekwondo, you know, I, tried to do almost everything um as I got older into high school it was became more specialized in you know soccer and then I really made hockey my 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 number one and you know I got some opportunities to play at like very low level minor league hockey like very very low level um (laughs) and I was in my early 20s at the time and I I'd gone to a couple of tryouts and I knew I could play there, but I just was like maybe one or two steps behind every loose puck or like, I just, I felt like I was missing a couple steps here and there. So I was like, you know, if I'm going to really go for this, I'm going to give myself a year and seek out some training and see if I can find someone to help me, you know, better myself. Cause I always like the training side of it. I, I kind of go back to like watching the Rocky movies. Like I'm a huge Rocky nerd. And like, even at like 10 years old, like watching the training montages, you know, to this day, it still gets me going. Like our gym playlist has a lot of Rocky soundtrack on it. Like just, it's never going to go away. Um, So I always liked training and being active and working out. And then, you know, as you get into like middle school, high school, it becomes like, okay, well, I want to try and be better at hockey. And, you know, so I'm going to try and lift weights in the basement or go for you know, miles of running and you think that's doing it, you know, it's specific and you're doing things as you get older, you find out like the things you were doing were just dumb, but at least you were being active. Um, Right. So I always kind of liked, you know, reading about like nutrition and I liked health and wellness and I always liked that kind of thing, but I never thought of it as like, oh, you could have a career at this. Um, It was always kind of a means to an end with, you know, for sport. Um, so fast forward, I end up finding a place, um, kind of far, like about an hour from where I was living at home and it was exactly what I needed. And, you know, the training environment was great and the training itself was great. Um, then fast forward a few years, I was, you know, getting some looks and I got drafted into this league that was, you know, kind of a startup league. And I kind of got to the point where like the writing was on the wall. Like I was probably only going to be good enough to play like one season. Um, so I'm at like my early mid twenties at this point. And I'm like, I was never someone who had it figured out of like, Hey, this is what I want to do when I grow up. You know, even a couple of years at community college, I took every elective 
out there just to try and see if I could find something that would click. And yeah. I just didn't. So I got like an associate's degree. So I had something to show for my time. And then I was like, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm just going to, you know, work some jobs and, you know, maybe just see where the wind takes me. You got to do something. Right. So yeah. Uh, yeah, the guy who was coaching me at the time, his, his facility, you know, I've really valued his opinion and he got to know me over a few years at that point. And, um, throughout that time, I would like to, you know, after my training session was over, he might have some kids coming in and I would say, hey, like, can I stay and help out? Just kind of set up the cones or something. And just, cause I like being in that environment. And over time, like I would help out with different things there. And so I asked him one day, I was like, Hey, you know, kind of like a heart to heart, like, you know, me a little bit by now, like, what do you think I'd be good at? Like, I got to do something like hockey's going to be done. I'm, I got to start my life. I got to do something, put all my passion from sport into something else now. And he said, why don't you do this? Like, why don't you coach? Why don't you do this? And I was like, well, I didn't go to school for it. I don't have any kind of degree for it. And he's like, you know, the bad thing about this country is that there's not a lot of regulation with it. Like you can just, you Austin can start tomorrow and put a flyer up and say, Hey, I'm personal trainer. And more often than not, people aren't going to ask for your credentials. They're not going to ask for where you went to school and all that. As long as you seem like, you know what you're talking about, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, so in a way that's obviously very terrible, but yeah, <laughs> also in a way it allows people like me and others to come in the door and, you know, take more of an apprentice route and learn, you know, the right things and the right way to do things um, and the wrong way. Um, so I was like, you know what? Okay. He kind of, kind of, you know, enticed me a little bit. So he started, you know, giving me say, Hey, you know, read this book. Hey, read this read these blog articles, read this research paper, you know? And he's like, you know, you're always that why person. Every time we do something, you're always like, why are we doing this? Like, why is this important? How does this help me? He's like, you have that mind. Why don't you just, you know, I'll keep feeding you the information and you just go with it. And I was like, you know what? That sounds good. I'll do it for a little while and see if it's a stick or not. And, you know, I'm closing in on close to a decade now doing it and I'm still enjoying the hell out of it. And, um, so yeah, I kind of fell into it by accident, but then as I kind of get, you know, deeper into my network and meeting other people from, you know, all over the world at this point, other coaches, I find that the better ones that I look up to and the ones who are very sharing with their information and they all have a similar background. Like they are very, they came into it from other careers, you know? So um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's interesting to me that you know, it's, there's others, I feel like less of an imposter, I guess, because there's others, you know, Hey, listen, you know, this guy over here is a legend and he's did it the same way I'm doing it. So it's, there must be something to it. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of, I like to think I'm like everything that's wrong and everything that's right with our industry because I got in the wrong way, but I like to think I do good things and I'm doing it the right way. So yeah, it's kind of a, a weird a weird path, not definitely not the normal path that one would get into this, um, this field. And I never had a desire to work in collegiate sport or something that like that kind of like a team sport setting. Um, just cause I've heard a lot of the horror stories and, you know, yeah. you're dealing with, you're dealing with a lot of other moving parts <clears throat> and management and, you know, if the, and you could do a perfectly fine job, you know, but if you're, if you're athletic director, leaves and a new athletic director comes in 
and they like their guy, they're going to bring their guy in and you're going to get fired. And it's like, you could have done Ace's job, but you know, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. So I'm always kind of like a, I'd rather bet on myself type of person. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I just, I kind of worked in the private sector under him for a while. And then, you know, 2020 happened, the gym kind of shut down and I was kind of forced to be my own guy. And again, something I never really thought I wanted to do. I was good with being a, you know, a number two, the consigliere type of role, you know? And, um, yeah. Yeah. and then you look back, like, like I listened to a podcast a couple years ago and the guy was talking about a similar, um, situation. He was like, you know, I never thought I was going to be a business guy, but then I look back at like points in my life and I always had like a business mind, if that makes sense. And I was like, you know, that's kind of how I feel because I would always be interested in learning about it. And, but like, what do you do with it? You know? So, um, so far, so good. We'll see how it goes for the next three years, but, um, things are going good. And I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't change too many things. Cause you know, that adage of, if you change something, you might not end up where you are. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the, yeah, the Cliff I mean, Notes version, if you can believe that. The 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 nice, the I guess the the good thing out of that that immediately jumps out is like the the desire that like depth of understanding. Um, because I do, I'll, I'll tell you, like I I go to like an LA Fitness. It's just it's a gym that I can work out at. It's convenient. It's close to home, and uh, the guys that work the desk there are the same guys that are out giving like the quote you know physical training appointments and stuff, and trying to get you to sign up to take more. And I'm like, okay, uh, what's, uh, they don't list qualifications. They don't really, it's, it, it's weird. I, my wife did a couple, I never really bought into it. And it is one of the things that is, I, mean, I, I use the word intimidating, you know, when people try to get out and look for help in the ways of trying to get more fit or even just, Hey, I need to lose weight. So I need to learn how to eat better. That that's, that's what I like. I don't, I like, I hate the gym, I think. So I just want to learn how to eat better. And there's, we're, you know, we're now in this tech, this tech age where you, there, you can hit, you know, personal trainer or nutritionist and get 5,000 recommendations on where you should go and where you should look. And it's not always going to be a guarantee of somebody who understands, is passionate about it and has actually done the work to go, well, you know, the, the institutionalized idea of, you know, uh, losing weight is you should, I mean, I don't, I'm completely making this up, but don't eat carbs because carbs are bad for you. So you should only eat, you know, whatever else. And, you know, they'll be the person that hopefully, you know, could be the one that goes, well, that's not exactly true because X, Y, Z. And if you look at this stuff, science says that this is the way it's going to work, you know? So having that passion and like, honestly, and I'm, I'm a real strong believer myself, like, college degrees i think are overrated i i really think you know we're as somebody who works in finance like i took math classes i took i have a brother who who took uh accounting you know one two and three and took him multiple times because he failed the first time uh yeah. like he, he, it's you don't always learn what you need to to know in college it's just a piece of paper in a lot of instances like yeah. you know, if you want to be an engineer you probably need to go to college to learn how to build a bridge safely like okay yes some things require a degree. A lot of things I, you know, I never thought I was going to end up where I'm at, let alone with this podcast and stuff. So it's cool to hear that, you know, you kind of, I'll say came by it honestly, you know, you figured it out and one thing led to another and no idea. 
what's going to happen. Um, and now, right, you're working with some really high level athletes, it sounds like, as well as, in my opinion, I, I think probably one of the more interesting things that maybe we can talk about here is working with law enforcement, given that the the variety of situations they run into uh, and, and, you know, the demand that that falls on them, not even just from, hey, I may have to chase somebody down. I may have to wrestle somebody, but just the way their body has to be taken care of, because, hey, if you spend 15 years carrying this heavy belt every day, what it does to your back, uh, sitting in a patrol vehicle uh, leads to a whole slew of issues with internal problems and your joints and stuff. Uh, what is what have you run into like with with law enforcement and some of the demands because it's it's pretty unique compared to like your average Joe like what I run into with a, a desk job uh, what do you run into with your law enforcement clients that is really something that people need to pay attention to well um great question I think I guess first we'll kind of like think about it as you know like building a pyramid like the base of the pyramid, and this goes for, you know, if you're a high-end athlete, if you're a middle school athlete, if you're an average Joe who works a desk job every day and just likes to, you know, go to LA Fitness or just be active yeah. a few days a week, like the first bottom of that, first layer of that pyramid should be health. So being healthy is number one. You know, it's not always easy, especially as you get into the higher levels of sport you know i think it's a big misnomer like oh these athletes are super healthy they're you know they're really not like it's a lot of them are traveling different time zones the sleep the media stress like outside stressors you're dealing with high pressure situations um health doesn't mean performance um you know low body fat high body fat you know from a health standpoint you want to try and be as healthy as you can be certain sports are going to dictate that you're not going to be, you know, super healthy guy. If you're a, like offensive lineman, who's three thirty, you know, and like, it's hard on the heart. You know what I mean? Like there's, that's why you see a lot of these guys after they retire. Now they're losing like 80, hundred pounds because they can't carry that weight forever. You know? No. And I, I have two younger brothers that actually played, they played div two, but they played line, uh, in college. And, uh, as soon as they got into college, uh, they went from being, I thought they were both pretty healthy in high school of what I know, yeah. uh, immediately told they have to put on more weight immediately. They're both getting custom fit, uh, knee braces. Cause that's just what, uh, what you do in college and then find out years later now. Uh, oh yeah. They told my youngest brother, oh, you have the shoulders of a 60 year old man. So we're going to shoot you up with all this, you know, junk, but here's an NDA you have to sign first. Right. You know, Bingo. and it's that's what I'm talking crazy. About. Yeah. 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 So I think the first, no matter who you are, you know, health is number one, you know, and then as you stack and go up, it becomes more, you know, what is your, what is your overall stress? You know, is it relationship stress? Is it work stress? Is it, you know, there's good stress and bad stress, you know, working mm -hmm. out and getting a good, you know, a good uh, exercise session in that's good stress constantly stressed that you're going to get fired every day because your boss is micromanaging you. Like that's yeah. not good stress, you know, um, you know, being depleted on, you know, calories and like starve, like that's a stressor, you know? So 
those two kind of make up the base. And as you go up, it becomes a little bit more specific to maybe what your sport or what your goal you're trying to achieve is. You know, if you're a power lifter or bodybuilder, you're going to lift lots of weights. You know, if you're going to be, you know, like figure skater I work with, she lifts maybe once a week, sometimes twice, and she's on the ice five days a week. Like she doesn't need to be in the weight room a lot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it depends on what your discipline is and what you're kind of going after as you get further up into that fine point of the pyramid. But, you know, with law enforcement, you hit the nail on the head on a lot of things there. I think it depends on what your, you know, your position is. There's people who have that are, you know, indoors, you know, they're working desk jobs. They're never going to see the street. There's people who work in really cushy jobs who, you know, if a cat needs taken out of the tree, that's a big day, you know, and there's people who work, you know, there's guys I work with who work nothing but in the ghetto and every day it's like, what's going to happen today, you know? Yeah. So I think both of those people, if you really want to get into the fine tuning of it, they both have completely different demands. Yes, they both need to be healthy, but one's going to have way bigger, you know, caloric needs because they're going to be burning a lot more just from stress alone and being out, you know, on the streets doing those things versus someone who's just a house cat sitting inside at the desk all day. Um, now I could be wrong in this. I hope this doesn't offend any of your listeners, but you know, I, I generally find there's like most police go into like two categories. There's like the stereotypical big beer belly out of shape, you know, donuts, you know, right. It's like the big cliche. Yeah. And there's the guys who are like tatted up really jacked meathead, you know, Roid rage type of cliche. Um, and I think that, I mean, it's my bias, but it's also what's worked, you know, for me is train like an athlete. So like the days of doing the big, you know, bodybuilder bro splits, like today I'm doing leg day, tomorrow I'm doing chest, tomorrow I'm doing back. I don't know really how that's making you a better, more efficient uh, law enforcement officer. Um because like you said, what if you have to go and chase somebody, you know, you don't ever get exposed to high speed running, you know, you're not mm -hmm. used to that. Um, and what are you doing with all of that size anyway? Um, you know, it was interesting. I was talking to a, a colleague of mine earlier today. Did you ever see the video on, it was like viral a, a while back, but it's a lady. I think she's like putting her kid in a stroller and she's getting out of the car and the stroller like starts going down the hill towards the intersection. Oh, and she can't catch it. Yeah. And she, and she tries to go after and she trips and falls in the middle of the street and she tries like four times to get up and she can't get up. She keeps falling. Yep. I, I did see someone that. comes in and like saves the kid. And it's like, that's an extreme case, but even in a situation like that, like your kid is barreling down the street towards an intersection and you're talking about fight or flight mode. Like, I guarantee you that lady's redlining off the charts. Like, she is as fight or flight as it gets, and she still couldn't get up. You know, that's a big problem as a society, in my opinion. Does everybody need to be, you know, an Olympic gymnast and like go down the street and do cartwheels and back handsprings? No, you know, that that that'd be great, but like, it's not real world. But to like fall and literally in a stressful life or death situation, you can't even get up off the ground. Um, that's just kind of what I think of, of like in a much smaller scale with, you know, what, look at all, like you said, look at all the situations that, you know, police officer could get 
exposed to in a day and mm-hmm. you need to be ready for that and you know the guy we know mutually like he won't mind because you just use his first name anyway ryan you know yeah. there was a few years ago like he when he came to me i was like we're training like an athlete like we we did sprint work <clears throat> we threw a lot of medicine balls we just we put strength on too but we just did a lot of different movements and a lot of different movement patterns <clears throat> different ranges of motion and just train him like an athlete and make him more athletic to do, you know, a wide range of abilities. And he told me one time he was chasing a guy and they had ended up being a big crash and the guy got out and started running and he chased him down for a few hundred yards and like with gear, with boots, you know, and a vest and chase him down. It's like how many police officers could do that right now on any department? You, know? or you would hope most of them, but that's just, unfortunately, we've seen enough videos online and pictures like it's, it's just not. Yeah. I don't have, I'll, I'll, I'll full disclosure. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have any hard numbers on it, but I can bet just because I see general population, you know, all the time. And as a coach, you kind of develop a different lens, like go to the grocery store. I'm looking at everybody, you know, like, it's just how my mind and eyeballs work. Like I'm watching how everybody moves. And as a society, because they were so poor and, and I know what the, you know, the testing numbers are, the requirements to get into the force, you know, they keep making those easier because no one can pass the test. So I'm going to play the percentages and bet that a lot of people in most departments couldn't do that. And I think, I, I think it's a general, just like lack of, I, I, I want to say lack of understanding. I don't, that's not it though. It's like a lack of access to, I don't know, to how to, to make those changes maybe because yeah. truthfully in the, the preparedness space, or I'll even say like the two a space on, on the internet and things like, and this is something I mentioned, when I was recording the, uh, the, the episode intro. It's fascinating to me that we get a lot of people that will say, you know, oh, grand thumb, this influencer says, get fit or you're going to die because you have to be able to survive out in the woods in the wilderness. And, and there's certainly a ton of truth to that. And everyone says that, oh, get fit or die, or, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to fucking die because you're not in shape or whatever. And there's definitely truth to that. Like, yes, you need to be able to survive whatever incident you're potentially preparing for, but that's where it stops. We'll drop that one liner we'll rip each other a new asshole one way to the other, you know, just because it's the internet and that's what people do to each other. Um, and we feel justified to behave that way. Uh, and and that's where the discussion stops. There is not typically a follow on saying, Hey man, you need to lose some weight. You need to build some muscle. Uh, Hey man, you need to work on your stamina or, or not even just telling somebody this is what you need to do. Hey, how about a dialogue? what are your numbers like, man? What's your mile time? You know, looking yeah. at you, I would assume it's 10 minutes. Well, I can actually run. And that's the hard part too, is appearances can be somewhat deceptive with actual capability. Like I always get a lot of looks when I tell people I can, and this is not great, but like a sub seven and a half minute mile and like, Oh, okay. You're like, all right, cool. You know, what do you lift? What are you working on? Things like that. There's never that dialogue. It's always just like, drop the one liner and walk away. And then we, we almost like 
we're astounded at the lack of physical capability that people have. And that's our attitude. And it's like, well, what did you think was going to happen? Our yeah. solution is just to make fun of each other. <laughs> it, right. it, it's not even a solution. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, it, it, it opens up a whole Pandora's box. Like I think it gets more into systemic issue of, you know, okay. Like in my, in my mind, every police department should have somebody like me on retainer just to organize their training or their organize their, uh, you know, their requirements and like fine tune the, the weeding out process. And, but you know, that costs money and if there's no, mm-hmm funding for those things. It's like a, a compare it similar to our education system, you know, not to get off on a tangent to that, but just, you know, we're underperforming in math and sciences and all these, and all these subjects. And we still just push kids through because it's hard to, as a teacher, who's making, you know, way less than they should be making every year, they're stressed and they don't have the tools to help these kids. So it's just, well, you showed up all every class. So you get five extra bonus points and we'll get you through the class and you're not helping anybody that way, but it's the snowball is so big and it's rolling downhill, you know? Right. And I think it's similar with, <clears throat> I think it's similar with the law enforcement. I think it's similar with military. It's we, we have to get more people in the door and we are getting worse as a society. So we need to make the test easier. And again, I get it, but it doesn't make, it doesn't make things better in the long run, but you know, I'm I'm with you as far as you know. It, it kind of needs to be a little more dialogue and bring more education, and um, and I'm hoping like you know, kind of what you're doing this podcast and other resources like that. You know, that hopefully it gets more attention and it needs to be less of you know, you know, best case scenario, guys are going to LA Fitness on their own and doing bodybuilder workouts. Like, hey, I'm glad you're doing something. You know. You're not the guy who's got the huge belly and can't run to the end of the block. You know, like I'll take that over nothing, but I think you can also be better. And why wouldn't you want law enforcement military to be, you know, as, you know, highly trained as they can be, you know, why is good enough, good enough for that population? It shouldn't be in my opinion. No. And, and the, the general public has been very vocal about, you know, whatever, is upsetting them at the time with the police, right? Why isn't there better training? Why isn't there better this? I mean, simultaneously screaming, defund the police, but it better training doesn't always have to be combatives or shooting. Like those things, obviously very important, but better training can also be training in terms of, you know, how are you taking care of your body? Are you going to extend longevity on the job to help train those people that are coming in or, you know, uh, <clears throat> so you have less of these incidences that are caused by just a lack of experience or younger officers or whatever, because they don't happen all the time, but they do happen. And our bodies are, they're not infinite, you know, like they, they wear and they break down. And I mean, you know, better than I do. Uh, it's just, it's, it, it, you have to, and I'm, I'm only 34. It sucks. I'm starting to have like way more health. I won't even say health issues, but like my, my health is in a way different place. I thought I was going to be like 40 and then I would start having some like issues that I have to like watch and stuff. And now I'm like 34 and I've been dealing with health issues basically since I turned 30. It's like the, the ball started rolling downhill at 30 instead of like 50. So 
uh, you got to take care of yourself. And it, a lot of it, it's crazy how much of it is like what you put in your body, you know, is a huge, like just cutting back on caffeine and carbonated stuff helped a ton, uh, with my mental health, uh, quality of my sleep got, got better. Uh, a lot of stuff just by less processed crap is, is the big one, you know, uh, what do you, do you see a lot of that or do you guys do a lot of nutrition work? Yeah. Um, you know, real quick, before we go into that, I want to touch on something you were talking there. Like, yeah, please. I think with, you know, if we have, and this is just how my mind would work. If you have better training in, in general, like, so it starts with physical education. I mean, physical education classes are getting cut in schools in this country. Like, because they mm-hmm. want to focus more time on academics. So something's got to give in the, in the school day, we're going to get rid of gym class. And yeah, I was in know, high school, one of the band kids that took four years of band. And did, so I didn't have to go, well, not just so I didn't have to go to gym, but I didn't, I never set foot in gym class in high school because yeah. I did band and uh, I wasn't actually upset about it. I did miss out on some stuff. I totally yeah. own that now, but at the time yeah. I was very excited to not have to go to gym. Yeah. And and that's kind of gets into what I was saying is like, I would bet because we're close in age, you know, I had gym class, you had gym class, but it wasn't like gym class of our parents age, oh, you know? Oh, no, and then no. before that, very like our grandparents age. So if it was, if gym class was like their gym class, I feel like you may have had a different thought about it. You know, when it's like, Oh, well, we're just going to play kickball today. It's like, Where's the physical education there? You know, like that's what PE stands for. You know, we're not taught that stuff. It's just, well, we're gonna play games. But perfect world scenario would be, yeah, we're way more developed in our teen years in our youth. And you know, better training would lead to better applicants going mm-hmm. into law enforcement military, which would lead to better standards to be set because hey, we're getting a lot of pretty good people here. Let's see if we can maybe let's drop the mile time down 10 seconds and see who's going to get weeded out. And mm-hmm. those people still keep coming through the door. And I think that would lead to better overall military law enforcement because you have the right people that you weeded out even another tier. Um, and, you know, you hit it on something else there too with, you know, I compare it to like sport because a lot of people, you know, into sports, but like football and hockey are great examples, you know, if a player, if, if, fo- if football, if the defense gets caught on the field too long because Peyton Manning's running the no huddle offense and they're tired, what happens? Yeah, they they're lose sides. They, 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 they hold there's, there's flags. Hockey's the same way. Some, if a player gets caught on too long for a shift, he's probably gonna take a penalty. You make bad decisions when you're tired. Mm-hmm. So if you're going into a situation, that's a very escalated situation, let's say whatever it is, you know, you're already in that fight or flight a little bit. And if there's, you know, a situation where you have to get physical and there's big altercations going on, your heart rate's through the roof because it's fight or flight. That stress is going big time. Yeah. If you're in better shape and you're healthier, that's still going to happen, but it's going to be way lower. So instead of your heart rate getting to 180 and you're just, you know, freaking out, if you can get it up to like 140 or 150, and you consistently train your body to do hard things, I would bet that that person's probably going to make better decisions. And I'm not saying that's across the board. Everyone's different. Even the most calm person in the world could still make a, you know, a mistake, but it'd be really hard to convince me otherwise that a healthier person 
and this will get into like, you know, how you're feeling your body, a healthier person, a well-trained person, strong aerobic system, they can handle stress of any kind a lot easier than the person who's 80 pounds overweight and just looks at the treadmill and they walk by it. Well, and um, and, and I think that's stress- going to make better decisions and you're going to see less issues and, you know, and again, I don't have, I just know a little bit of how a lot of police departments train as far as like, you know, shooting and those kind of things. Like you said, they make it chaotic, but like how many times do you see a lot of just calisthenics and purposely getting their heart rate up oh, and, and, then, and then try and make yep. a decision? You don't well, see and, that a lot. And they don't truly, I had a buddy who sent me a training video of them at his, I'm not going to say the department, they're attempt at recreating stress in the moment was strobe lights and people yelling through a bullhorn like a foot from their head or whatever and yeah yeah, there's this environmental stresses but like what did you have them wrestle with somebody or i I mean you pick up a giant sandbag and run with it 50 yards like put your not just your mind but your body in an actual state of exhaustion and stress where you're then having to be accountable for something as like impactful as taking a life. Uh, there was, a, um, and I I don't mean to get off track with, with what you were saying, but there was a video, uh, last year, I think maybe the year before here in grand Rapids, Michigan, where a singleton police officer, uh, did a traffic stop guy got out of the car. Wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, cooperate. They started, they went to the ground, they started wrestling and the guy ends up, the officer ends up shooting this gentleman in, or this man, I should say, uh, in the back of the, the, the base of the skull, because it got to a point where things just de like they escalated and escalated and they devolved to such a point where that's the kind of thing that happens. And you could pick it apart all you want and everything. But it, I mean, what you're saying about stress in the moment, I can't, I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine anything more stressful. You're one-on-one with somebody. You don't know if they're on drugs. You don't know what their training is. They're going for your taser or possibly your firearm. If you don't have a combatives training beyond what they, the basic stuff they teach you, and you don't know if help is coming, when it's coming, uh, you, you, you don't know, right? Your mind goes a million places and you're exerting yourself at an extremely high level, trying to bring another human being to your will, right? That's the kind of stress, like people actually, people pay a lot of money to go take shooting courses that try to replicate that as best they can. And it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. So we, a quick case study that I actually did with that with uh, Ryan, we were talking about earlier is our, the old gym I used to work at, we had a lot of space and it was privately owned so we could kind of do what we want. It wasn't like a commercial gym, like an LA fitness. So he was at, are you familiar with um, Darcy? Direct action yeah. resource. Yeah. So he yep. got selected to go there and he wanted to get ready for that. And so I was like, okay, well, we had like a like maybe 40 yards of 40 long by like maybe 10, 15 yard wide turf space to work with in the gym. And I was like, okay, well, let's come in on like, I forget what it was, like Friday at six o'clock. Like no one's gonna be there. We'll have the place to ourselves. So I just set up like a mini obstacle course with like all just gym stuff that we had there, like just laying it out all over the turf and we blasted like the most hardcore death metal in the world. He wore full gear, you know, gas mask, helmet, um, you know, nighttime vision, everything. And 
I would throw like soccer balls at him to try and disorient him. And he would have to like keep his, his light from his gun on like a spot on the wall. And when he would go through it without me really messing him up too much, the noise and the darkness was going on. He was pretty spot on when I had him like run back and forth like 10 times and then do jump rope. And then I was really throwing stuff at him, cutting in front of him, running, run alongside him, pushing him night and day. Like he couldn't hold it to the, the spot. So just prime example of like, you know, someone who's trained pretty well, we can really make it chaotic. And now, you know, I always compare it with like NASA, like you can't, prepare for every scenario. There's just too many, but right. you know, if you're going to be an astronaut and you're going up into space for a mission, like they're going to try and find every conceivable scenario possible. And even there's a book of like, you know what, Austin, this will never ever happen in space. It's impossible to happen, but we're going to train for it in case it does. So when you're up there a million miles from home, you're going to know how to do it. You know, right. And I think that as a very extreme example, but I think we need to bring that down into those types of um, areas with, you know, law enforcement, military, whatever is train for the most, like you mentioned, they have the most basic, you know, combat training. Why aren't we sending guys for other training and learning new skills and just preparing for something that they might only have to deal with once in a 30 year career, but why wouldn't you prepare for it? Because A, you're going to be better prepared for it if and when it comes, but also everything else you deal with on a day-to-day basis is going to feel a whole hell of a lot easier and that stress is going to be lower, you know? Yep. So, no, I mean, yeah, ask, ask, a bra- ask a brain surgeon, you know, hey, I cut my arm. Could you stitch my arm closed? Like, he'll do it with one eye open because he operates on brains for a living. You know what I mean? It's like, why wouldn't you try and do as hard a thing as you can to make everything else easier? And I think that's where to put a bow on the training side of stuff. Cause I know you want to talk about some other things, you know, doing your bro split at the gym. That's great. But what is that really preparing you for? If you have to get physical with somebody, if you have to chase somebody down, if you have to crawl or jump up onto something or pull yourself up on over a wall, it's not, it's just, you're getting jacked and looking good, but I mean, what's that going to do for you when the shit hits the fan? Is it, yeah, is it, 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 are you, is there a functional benefit from all of that work? You know, I mean, having muscle mass and strength overall is important. um, But to your point, right? Like, yeah, I mean, if you're huge, you look good, right? And it's great on Instagram and stuff. And I I mean, I wouldn't mind looking that way, you know, I, but, uh, (laughs) there's, there are downsides to it. You know, um, I, I heard a great podcast discussion a couple of years ago. I think it was Mike Glover at Fieldcraft survival was talking about like caloric intake and, and okay. So you're, you're totally yoked. You're, you're ripped, you're shredded, right? You just, you, you spend a ton of time in the gym and great. Cause that's a lot of hard work and a lot of effort to get your body in that position. But when you look at it from a survival aspect or survivability and things like that, like, long-term and whatnot, are you able to sustain that caloric intake? And I think he even shared some stories or I've, I've had some guys on that shared stories too, that went through like green beret selection and stuff, right. Um, where the large guys are that, Hey, they're super strong, but they're also some of the first to fade out because their body is in like a constant need of fuel 
food, right? Uh, otherwise, the, you know, it breaks down. Like it's like a, it's like a high performance vehicle, you know, like yeah. those things yeah. are great to watch and drive, but they require constant maintenance. Uh, yeah. And it, it's, you have to understand that if that's how you're going to live your life. Yeah. And you mentioned like the functionality piece of it. And I, it's, it's really what it comes down to is that's why you'll never see, you know, a wide receiver in the NFL look like a lineman. Like it's because they're meant to be linemen. You know, right. the receivers are going to look like a receiver because they need to be speed and agility. They don't need to have brunt force and be immovable, you know? So that's an extreme example again, yeah, but just I mean, unless you're about DK it, like, Metcalf if, you and know, you need to be completely ripped all the time for whatever reason, but right. And there's just freaks of nature too. that can do everything, yeah. but there's the 1%, the one of the 1% for a reason. Um, but you just sort of talking about that made me think of like um, the movie, the guardian. Do you ever see it with Kevin Costner? Yep. The, the yeah. coast Guard rescue swimmer movie. Yeah. Yeah. So like not an awesome movie, but it's okay. But um, you know, the, beginning when he's like coaching all the new recruits and like Ashton Kutcher's in there and they, that one dude comes in, he looks like a Greek God. Like he just yeah. looks incredible and everyone's even like eyeing him up. They're like, Oh crap. Like this guy's like the alpha dog. He's being kind of bullyish towards some of the other recruits and they get in the water and he cramped up in like one minute. And it's like Kevin Costner's like muscle don't float, you know, like if you want to be a rescue swimmer. You can't be a big dude. You got to be lean and be able to move. And it's like, yeah, you could be a big, strong dude and be a, you know, a cop, but at some point you're going to have to maybe move around a little bit too and not look like, you know, a rigid, you know, cinder block. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's when you, when you're working with folks and they have that, that overall end goal, like what we're talking about here, where you're, you're functional and you're capable, you want to have muscle mass, you want to have strength, um, what is, I mean, what are, do you have, I mean, where do you even start with something like that? Because like, A, everyone starts from a different position, which is, it adds to the confusion for a lot of us. I can say that as somebody who's been figuring it out for the last, you know, several years, like, you know, oh, I just want to lose weight or I want to lose weight and gain muscle. Uh, how does, how do you, do you have like a template that you, you know, when you look at it and go, let's look at a couple of things and we'll start there. Yeah, there's some big rocks. The first one is I usually tell everybody to don't listen to friends and family and stay off the internet, you know, because everybody's got an opinion. Absolutely. And it's, they're only going to tell you what worked for them, you know, and, you know, Hey, like try this diet. I lost 30 pounds. It's great. Even though they're going to put 40 back on and they suffered through it and it may not be work, might not be right for you and what you're doing activity wise, lifestyle wise. Um, So I think, most importantly, it's, you know, find proper guidance, whether that's, you know, through medical and going to like dietitian, nutritionist, um, or, you know, someone like me who kind of knows what they're talking about and is a professional in a different way. Um, I don't do meal plans for people. You know, there's a lot of regulations and stuff with that state by state. Um, oh, is it kind of really? frowns upon that because of just, you know, if you're a diabetic and I tell you to eat certain things oh, and then shit. there's yeah. a medical kind of component to it. Um, I also don't do it because I think it's a big time suck and it also doesn't get adhered to. I kind of compare it to like when we're in high school and it's, you know, you hate math. So you copy your buddy's math homework all year and it's like, you get through the class, <laughs> but you didn't learn anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
And it's like, I can give you this meal plan. It's going to set you up specifically for where you are and your body type and where you want to go. But A, whether it's two weeks or two months or two years, eventually you're going to get off track. And, you know, the holidays are coming right now. Like, how do you, hey, I'm going to a wedding on Saturday. How do I balance this? How do I do it? You're not learning how to do it in the real world, which is really why I don't ever recommend that kind of stuff for people. Um, but like big rocks, you know, if you're very active and you strength train, you know, depending on what you read in the research, like protein is number one, you know, how much protein you can see like, you know, 0 0.8, 0 0.75, 0 0.8 grams per pound of body weight up to like over two. Um, I think the answer is right in the middle as usual. It's like, if you're a 200 pound guy and you want to be 200 pounds, you should have about 200 grams of protein. Dude, that one and easy. That one kicked my ass. I did not realize that that's like I was. I talked to a buddy who's a he's got a sports medicine degree, and I was like, man, I just can't figure it out. And he brought a protein first thing, just like you, first thing. And I did some math. I was getting like a third of the protein I needed every day. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's a drag. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, it's very tough. I everybody I start with, it's. I mean, <laughs> I would go. 99.9 .9 times out of 100 everybody is super deficient in protein and what and I'll, i'm great i'm seeing people who are strength training and wanting to lose weight and build muscle like mm -hmm. so that's different if you're the you know 70 year old lady and you're just walking every day you probably don't need a pound of body <laughs> weight like i could actually i would actually argue that you should just because you're going to lose muscle as you get older and you want to try and preserve it but that point, like it's really tough. And long as you're getting 70, 80% of what you should have, that's still better than 10%. Right. Um, so I'm always going to have people shoot higher because it is so difficult with protein to get. So, you know, I might say, you know, if I, if you need to be at 200, I'll tell you to shoot for 215, you know, cause 200 seems daunting, but if you get there, you know, you're, you win, you can't really you can't really have too much protein. Like that's another myth of the, you know, too much protein is going to damage your kidneys and all this other stuff. And you need to time it at certain times. And it's like, if you're not going to be on stage, you know, trying to look like Schwarzenegger, you don't really have to worry about timing and balancing out your protein. And you can only have so much, your body only absorbs so much protein per meal. That's all been disproven, you know, try and get your number at the end of the day to be 200, if that's what it is. Um, but it's super tough. And a lot of people start with it because, you know, it's going to keep you fuller longer. Mm -hmm. It's great at regulating like hormone levels, especially for women, like women getting into like menopausal ages, you know, it regulates their hormones big time. Um, and it's just, you know, again, building the lean muscle and it's not just muscle, it's, you know, ligaments, tendons, all the soft tissue, you know, it's, it's very, it's almost like a cheat code, but it's not really a cheat code because you're supposed to have it. It's a macronutrient. Um, where things get real is uh, sticky is like you mentioned earlier is the carbohydrates. Like, I think you got to find what works for you. You know, like carbs, if you're, you know, I was just talking to somebody about this the other night, like when the 08 Olympics were going on and Michael Phelps was going for his big coming out party and he had like, he won like 84 medals or something like totally made his claim as like the greatest of all time. And I remember the like sportscasters talking about like, they were just marveling at Michael Phelps, 10,000 calories a day. I oh do my remember God. That. And it's yeah. like, listen, 
There's not an ounce of fat on that man. <laughs> to be, if I've never done swimming, but like, I mean, I swim, but like not like as a sport. Yeah. The amount yeah. of calories they burn in a training session or a meet is staggering, you know, let alone if you're training for the Olympics, like mm-hmm. that's a whole other animal because you're doing big time workload for four years, you know, never mind if you're like a medalist who's even better than the average Olympian. Never mind if you're the greatest of all time, Michael Phelps, who won a billion medals. Like, you don't think he needs to have an insane amount of calories every day? And that's to sustain what he's doing. He's not fat. He didn't have any fat on them, you know? So it's not like it's, oh, he's storing it. He's eating like crazy. He's just, you know, getting pudgy. <laughs> Look up Michael Phelps 2008. The guy is ripped. You know what I mean? Like, and they're not, it's not about aesthetics, obviously, but. You know, he needed that. That's the moral of the story. Like, he needed that. That doesn't mean that you need that, you know. Mm -hmm. But in a much smaller scale, if you're a beat cop who's working in the ghetto and you're getting your hands dirty a handful of times a week and you're spending a lot of time out of the car and you're very stressed, you probably need higher carbs because you're burning a lot. You know, you're burning a lot of energy from just stress and movement and all that. And... If you're someone who's indoors and you're never going to see the light of day, yeah, maybe you could get by doing a little low carb or something and messing around and seeing if it helps you lose weight. But, you know, the demands are different to say, hey, every police officer should have this. Well, I think it depends on what you're doing. You know, if you're if you're if you're a 60 year old guy who's close to retiring and you're working in the desk job. Or you're the 24 year old guy who's, you know all over the place, they have different caloric needs. Yeah. And it, it's, it's tough, you know, getting to that, figuring that out, uh, even just taking the time to try and figure out what that could look like and the amount of misinformation and guys that like, <clears throat> who's the, the, it's not like, it, there's like, uh, there's a ton of YouTube people that try to make videos to like, uh, who's it? The V shred guy or whatever. And everyone likes to rip on me him. started on that like, guy. Don't get me started on that guy. I don't lose all your listeners if you get me started on that guy. (laughs) I don't know anything about it, but I I, I will. I can tell you when I initially tried uh, on my own, right, without any talking to anybody, just on my own, started trying to reach out and search for stuff. That's the stuff you get inundated with because of how uh, the algorithm, yeah, how marketing works and everything, and people buy into that and. You know, it, later on, right? I talked to like uh, Devin Soto from uh, Tactical Cowboy. He was the the gentleman that he has a sports medicine degree. He kind of clued me in on the the protein bit. Uh, or you know, Alex Manor, uh, who works with Orion Training Group, and he had like let me in on some stuff like, well, you know, some lifting things that are going to help build in the areas you want to focus more on and why and stuff. And it's really almost like you have to look for people, people like you who know and are going to help you for you not try to fit everybody into a one size fits all which is most convenient for marketing and and mass reproduction right um that's that's the tough part you know it's not it's not just a buy it off the rack solution no and i i'm totally in agreement with you and i tell that to pretty much everybody that i work with who's 
new comes through the door at some point, whether it's through training conversation or nutrition conversation, I'll tell them, listen, like, it's not your fault. You know, it's like the goodwill hunting, like, it's not your fault. It's um, not your fault. <laughs> not your fault. But like, because you're not taught, like going back to what we said before, physical education isn't physical education. You might take one health class for like nine weeks at some point in school and they teach you the food pyramid, which is garbage because it's, you know, breads and pastas and cereals and stuff on the bottom when it should be protein. You know, yeah, it's like yep. what you might learn is 20 or 30 years old. And yeah, so like, what do you do? You look to, you know, when I was in high school, it was like men's health magazine, men's fitness. You know, it was like you're reading those articles. And now social media, the internet, blogs, you mentioned YouTube, like there's targeted ads for, I want to target to people who are lost and need direction. I'm going to sell them my program. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't fault people one bit because if I wasn't, I was that person as well. Like before I met, you know, the coach I was working with, you know, I kind of had a little bit of an idea, but I'm looking online for what's the best exercise for this with, and this is, that's where you go for information now, you know? You know, and um, not to say like a library would be better, but it's just you. I appreciate when people try to seek answers and not just, well, I'm going to just make it up as I go. Or I saw that guy over there doing it, so I'm going to do it. You know, Um, you know, people who really want to try and seek out their answers. You know, I love that because I can direct them where to go. And, you know, it shows that there's a willingness to improve yourself and not just, well, I got to lose 20 pounds. My doctor said so or you know, I want to look good in my bathing suit for the summer and it's April. So I only got two months. You think I can get there? You know, it's like, no, you should have started last year, but you know, but people who are like, have a vested interest and like, Hey, I know there's more to it. What can I do? You know? And, and I think too, and it's not to go up on this tangent either, but you know, a lot of people I find, you know, they won't, they're hesitant to ask questions to people, you know, in the white, lab coats you know like how dare you question your doctor on xyz or it doesn't mean being a dick but just you know hey i got my blood work what are some foods i can use to do this instead of medication you know what what are some different things i can do to improve these biomarkers versus you know getting injected with this or doing this test or taking this meds or whatever and they don't have answers because they take they take one nutrition course in eight years you know you should question and I, you know, uh, and I don't in know. In a tactful you... way, you know, I'm not saying be, you know, oh, why are you making me do this? You know, it's like, no, well, like, hey, I... why? <clears throat> I had a client recently who got a blood panel and it was not a full blood panel. I'm like, where's these markers? Oh, they said they just gave me this panel. I'm like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Like, hey, I would like to get this tested. Hey, I want to get that tested. But, you know, we're kind of taught, you know, doctor knows well, best. And, and I mean, in the way we've commercialized medicine here, unfortunately, like, Take advantage where you can. You pay, a, I mean, I do. You pay a shitload of money to go to your doctor. Regular office visits, go to specialists. You know, I, you know, go to your yeah. urologist. They yeah. won't even touch you for an examination. You're over $100. Oh, and that's after your insurance. So, so what, what I'm getting at is you pay a lot of money for this. Yeah. You should feel comfortable asking questions or, you know, at the very least, no, I'm not doing that. I don't feel comfortable doing that. I don't have to do it just because you, you made the recommendation uh, over the summer. And I don't know if you guys got any of this in uh, Pennsylvania, <clears throat> but 
the wildfires that were in uh, Canada, right? And the air quality, dude, the air quality here in Michigan was oh. ass. Like, it, it was, was bad. Uh, it was and pretty bad here for like two days. So I can only imagine what you probably had. We we had a couple weeks of, you know, it, it was really bad for three or four days. And then a couple weeks of prolonged, you know, low air quality where there were like, yeah, I mentioned earlier, I, I teach marching band and they actually uh, like we forced rehearsal to be indoors because they didn't want the yeah. kids outside due to the air quality. And because of that, I actually developed like a weird respiratory thing. Like it was just random, like shortness of breath and stuff. And, uh, you know, went to my doctor and, uh, of course I saw the, the physician's assistant. I didn't see the doctor and this kid, I mean, I say he's a kid. He kind of looked like one sitting there going, well, I mean, uh, we'll try this. We can try this. If that doesn't show us anything, we can try a stress test. Like we can try, do you like, dude, I could have gotten these off of Google. Do you have any idea what we're looking for here or what could be triggering this? You know, and uh, and further, you know, he had me double. I'm on acid medication. You know, my dad is too, but I'm on acid medication for GERD. No big deal. Take one pill a day. It's not a big deal. Oh, well, let's, let's try doubling up on that. You know, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll double up on that. That's not a big deal. I'll, I'll try it and see if that helps. And it, I mean, like the symptoms of the respiratory stuff went away, but, uh, then I started developing, uh, like some like nerve stuff in my leg, just like going numb, whatever. So I go to my chiropractor and the first thing, and he's an experienced guy. He's a kinesthesiologist as well. He goes, so you doubled up on, on the form here. It says you doubled up on your, you know, isomeprazole. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I did. Uh, for this reason, I explained to him, he goes, did they tell you that that stuff can really drop your vitamin B, which is kind of what, you know, helps with your nerves and stuff. I go, they did not mention that oddly enough. So here I am getting my back, which I mean, I, I like going to the chiropractor, but, uh, you know, having these weird, uh, nerve things and I'm assuming something major could be wrong. It's like, no, you just probably have low vitamin B because you upped the dosage on this other medication. And they never even told you. I want to interrupt this episode to tell you guys all about our friends over at Ben Franklin Range. Guys, you've heard our episodes, you've heard our discussions, you've heard it mentioned on social media. The facility at Ben Franklin is absolutely top-notch. They're located out in Templeton, Pennsylvania. And guys, this is a one-stop shop. They have 1,200 acres of land. So whether you want to go practice some overlanding and do some off-roading, or you're looking for a facility to host a CQB class, they have a shoot house. You're looking for a place to host a shooting course. They have not one, but two turf ranges. Maybe you want to stretch out, you want to reach out to distance. They have an absolutely outstanding long distance, actually unknown distance range that is available for rent. You guys can head over to their website at benfranklinrange.com for more information. And you can reach out and contact the team there at BFR via email at info at benfranklinrange.com or give them a call. 412-439-8751. Guys, it's an absolutely outstanding facility. Cannot recommend them enough. Now let's get back to this week's discussion. So roundabout way of saying, of getting back to what you're saying, like question your doctor and know they're not always infallible. Like if you find a good one, A, hold on to them, but B, understand it just because they have that lab code. And yes, they did go to medical school. They don't have all of the answers they don't always have them right away no and there's i mean i i may literally we made a post about this today about like 2024 is going to be record highs in healthcare costs and all that and how it's it's 
just out of control. But yeah, and I and I, you know, I don't I'll put a I'll put the disclaimer on there. Like doctors are important. Yeah, you know, oh absolutely. absolutely. Like it's you know, I recommend people to go to the doctor before, you know, anytime they come in new, like they do we do a health, we do a really detailed health history form. But if there's something on there I don't understand, I make sure we go over it first. Hey, what is this? What is this for? How does this go? And how long have you been taking that? You know, is there any reason you shouldn't be doing exercise? Like you got to cover your bases. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just there's a fine line between just, hey, they're telling me what to do and I got to follow it versus saying, hey, you know, what? I don't not really wild about this and speaking up and, you know, just asking for more information, you know, just like, why do I need this? You know, and, you know, like the average and I don't blame them all the time either, because, again, it's a systemic thing. It's, you know, there was a podcast I listened to not too long ago. I forget the guy's name. He used to work. He was used to be like a pharmaceutical rep. And he talked about how, like, the average, you know, the average, um, I think it was like knee replacement, like the things Mm -hmm. they used to use for knee replacements have haven't changed in like 20 years, but they cost like so much more. Like the materials are pretty much the same. Like there's some changes Mm -hmm. they've made, but by and large, it's pretty similar as far as the material. It's like still the same plastic and, um, but they're charging like so much more for it. And it's like, people are figuring it out. And if you're a doctor who has, you know, a family, a nice house, kids in school, like you got to make the money somehow. So like they're, because they're making less per knee surgery they're recommending more of them to make up for it and he's kind of getting blackballed because he's out there telling all this stuff and he's like you know but i don't blame them he's like you got to have x amount of patients a day he's like the average patient visit is like six or seven minutes because they have to get all these people in you know the population is humongous there's only so many doctors you know so it's like you when you get when when someone puts the screws to you how will you react you know so like you don't fault them so much as like they have to make a living and survive too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's definitely clear cut evidence of, you know, you're getting kickbacks for how much certain things you recommend. And, and even just things like not knowing what you mentioned with your, with your situation, like, Oh, this is going to deplete your B and you might feel a little weird because of this. And it's like, how many people just get diagnosed something when it could have been a nutritional deficiency or. Yeah you know, a lifestyle modification and it's not across the board, you know, like a friend of mine who's, you know, she's, she works in mental health and she talks about like, you know, some people just have really terrible mental health, like going outside and getting some sunshine and fresh air isn't going to help them. You know, like it's not a clear cut across the board, like, Oh, just eat better and take your vitamins and you can have perfect mental health. It's like, no, some people really do need treatment and medication and it serves a purpose, but you can't tell me that there's not a lot of people flipping through the cracks that are just like, Hey, if I would have just taken an iron supplement, maybe this would have gone away, you know? Yeah. Or, or especially now with, we're getting into the winter months, right. We're spending less and less time outside just because it's cold and miserable. Right. Like yeah. vitamin D deficiency, you know, and I suffer from that because I work a desk job. I, you know, I'm inside all the time, whether I was in the office, you know, pre COVID or now I'm working at home. And that was one of the things that, you know, we ran the tests in my uh, annual physical and they go, yeah, no, your, your vitamin D is low. So just, you know, take one, uh, one a day, not a big deal. You know, uh, I think, you know, I'll forget, you know, if now I'll go like a week or something without taking it. So then I'll take two a day for a couple of days or something and get it back up. It's not the end of the world, but like, I can, I definitely feel it. 
like the depression sinks in and my anxiety spikes a little bit. And uh, it's like, okay, like, you know, I feel a little bit better when I'm on it. And it's not like it's a, a huge high or anything, but when you look at it and really consider like, Hey, I'm, I am, everyone's body's different. You know, it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad that you have a vitamin D deficiency or B or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just, this is how you have to maintain your body. And, you know, when you do life is, is better. You're a little bit better for it. Yeah. And I think it just goes back to what we said before is like, have a vested interest in taking control of it and not relying on someone else or something else to do it for you. You know, you know, you could, I see a lot of people who are just, well, you know, I'm on this medication, I'm on that medication and all my levels are good and they eat poorly. They have horrible lifestyle. And it's like, your levels are good, but it's because you're cheating, you know? And like, if you've cleaned up your lifestyle, it might help. It might, you know, there's still, there's still people that are super healthy and they still have like high cholesterol because it's a genetic component, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well then, but at least you're, you've crossed all those other bases and you know, for sure, Hey, I'm doing everything I can. It's just probably my genetics. You know, my dad was the same way, you know, but to just blindly say, well, I'll just do what I want. And I'm just going to take these meds and I'll keep my levels in check. Like, I don't think that's the answer, you know, No, I and then bring I it totally into like, that. like, you know, you know, keeping it with like law enforcement, you know, the guys who are really unhealthy, you know, they're going to be taking medications and that just starts a chain reaction of, you know, getting caught, caught in that cycle of, you know, you're not living healthy. These things are going to try and regulate you. You're not living healthy. You know, and it's just, you're stressed because it's a very stressful job and it's a ball. It's just like a ball disaster, you know, and it's keep yourself healthy. Again, the base of that pyramid. Yeah. And, and it all, it, it's funny. Cause you can, you like everyone has those family members and stuff or, or friends that just seem to constantly have medical issues. And like everything you just said, you know, like, well, okay. Um, what do you eat? Do you, do you get McDonald's every day for lunch because it's next to work and it's convenient? Do you, or do you pack a lunch? You know, uh, if you do go out to eat, do you order a salad? Uh, if you do, do you put a shitload of dressing on it? You know what I mean? Or, uh, you know, and, and, and even further, you know, like, what is your, what's your environmental life? Like, what's your home life? Like, are you constantly on a device? Hey, are you just constantly run down because you don't sleep? Cause you spend too much time in front of your phone. And then because you don't sleep, you're always exhausted. And, uh, you know, so then you're, you're pounding monsters to, you know, to a day or something or guzzling Mountain Dew, uh, which I used to do years ago and stuff. I was terrible for that. I used to drink yeah ton of Mountain Dew and oh, well, the caffeine and sugar is going to keep me going. But then you're, when you start looking at how much sugar is it, dude, I like, I was almost 300 pounds at one point. And, wow. uh, I, cause I was just like, you know, I, I worked, I was a, a branch banker, uh, for, you know, a different company at the time, but I would like, I, they had like a, a desk on three sides, you know, I turn around and a little file cabinet behind there and dude, like, <laughs> Oreos and mixed nuts. And I was like, oh yeah, nuts are, are you know, pistachios and those that's healthy for you. There's good fat in that. Fine. Oh, I love Oreos. And you know, I just like terrible, terrible decisions. And I'd pound Mountain Dew and coffee. And, and honestly, I, I got engaged. It's probably one of the best things for a lot of reasons, one of the best things I did. But I we got on like Weight Watchers for the wedding and stuff. And I ended up dropping down to like 
236, I think was the lowest I was ever oh, nice. at. Well, I mean, we got married in Vegas, so I kind of went all out in Vegas. I don't, I've never been south of <clears throat> 245 so uh, since then. Um, but I've also, you know, working out, you add muscle. So it's it's not like a necessarily all yeah, bad, right. but yeah. uh, the lifestyle is just, it's crazy. And people go, why do I have issues? And it's like, you don't realize how bad some of this stuff is because it's so widely accepted. Like, yeah, I, I still have energy drinks. Granted, it's like one every other day or every couple of days or something. And it's not, I'm not dependent on it. You know what I mean? Or yep. the junk food and the processed, like we, we shifted over to more natural foods uh, with my wife's cooking and stuff. And it is crazy. My brother and my dad gave me so much shit. And I was like, I just cut out red meat. It's not that I won't eat it. We just don't eat a ton of it. We do a lot of chicken. We're doing a lot of fish. It's trying to, you know, lose weight to be healthier and just understand like a, a good balanced diet and things. And, and they thought it was hilarious. Cause I, you know, like whatever, yeah, you, you won't have a steak. No, I would definitely still crush a steak. I just won't eat a bunch of beef, you know, all the time I'll do, I'll you know lean Turkey yeah. and stuff like that. And, and what's crazy and, like if for anybody listening who's looking for a way like this helped us a ton was just replacing beef with with lean turkey if you season it the right way you can pretty close almost not tell and yeah. it's way less fat and it's so much better for you when you look at like i mean because when i was growing up dude we had like spaghetti like or spaghetti or hamburger helper like half of the week because my parents both yeah. worked it was convenient and i'm like yeah like it was bad. Like we got to the point when I got married, I told my wife, like, you are not allowed to make anything with a red sauce without my explicit permission, because I <laughs> cannot do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, yeah. it was a big staple. And I feel like that's one, maybe that's not the biggest thing, but you know, yeah. you look at how, how you're, what you're putting into your body and we yeah. accept it because it's commercialized, right? It's just, this is the way it is. Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't have the exact number, but it's like, I think it's like four, Four companies own like 80 or 90% of the food. Yep. Like, I mean, it's all processed. Right. They own all the same. You know, like it's just, but um, yeah, it's, I think the number one thing I always talk about with anybody I talk nutrition with is you got to find what works for you and you got to have a plan because when you don't have a plan, you're going to grab for the easiest solution. And it doesn't mean you have to have dedicate every Sunday to doing meal prep and make 14 different meals and, you know, put everything in its own individual container. And maybe you're someone who likes to cook every day. Maybe you are okay with cooking two or three days a week. You know, maybe you can make a quick, easy breakfast and a quick dinner, but you need to make your lunches for the week because when you're at work, everybody's ordering out and you're too tempted. And so like maybe your lunch is like your sticking point. Mm-hmm. whatever it is find what works for you but have a plan and i'm with you as far as with nutrition stuff like i think the old adage you know everything in moderation you know yep. like, don't go nuts you know i think i actually think we could probably stand to eat more red meat as a society not fake you know plant-based meat that's coming out <laughs> now um you know i'm a big fan of the sacred cow so all that can come with that. But again, having pounds of red meat three times a day, every day. Yeah. There probably could be an issue at some point down the road, but I mean, you can have, there's a chemical in broccoli that if you have enough of it, it's becomes poisonous. Like it's 
barrels full, but like everything in moderation is okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. a mentor of mine once told me like, you know, peanuts, peanuts are like one of nature's perfect foods. There's like healthy fats, there's protein, some carbs. There's a lot of nutrients in peanuts. They're found everywhere. They're easy to eat. You don't have to cook them or anything, but if you have a peanut allergy, it doesn't work for you. <laughs> yeah. That you know could be what I mean? So it's like, find what works for you. There's a lot out there. Um, but, you know, going back to what you were saying with, you know, I, I call it like the chain reaction or like the cause and effect. And we talk about it with like every intern we have, you know, it's like the big, the big news cycle. It's so you had a stressful day at work. You come home, you're tired. You don't want to make anything to eat or you're late or you got to go to kids soccer practice. You don't have time. So you grab a pizza. And it's quick and easy. You have it. You feel like shit because you ate crappy food. You're staring at your screen, you're watching Netflix, you won't go to bed, you go to bed late, you're staring at your screen because the blue light activates the receptors in your eyeballs, so it tells your brain that it's time to be awake, all the lights are on in your house. So you sleep like shit, you wake up really tired, so you grab the monster, you grab the coffee, whatever, you need the quick jolt of energy because you're fatigued and tired. So you grab like the bagel, the pop tart, the cookies, like you said, all the carbohydrates that are real processed, quick, you know, bolt of energy. By 10 o'clock, you're starving. Next coffee, you know, the first coffee wore off. So you go through this state of like caffeination and highly processed foods that don't do anything for you. Lunchtime comes around, you may or may not eat, you you know, have half a banana with a granola bar or something, more carbs. And by the end of the day, you're exhausted mm -hmm. and you got to do it all again because you didn't go to bed earlier. You did the same process again in the evening and you wake up and you feel worse. And then you get to the end of the week. Yay, I made it to the weekend. I can't wait to stay up late and sleep in, have some alcohol, which further messes up your sleep cycle because even just staying up an hour or two later and sleeping in an hour or two later on the weekends they're looking at now it mimics being jet lagged. So there's a reason why you have case of the Mondays on Monday morning, because you're basically jet lagged because you stayed up later and stayed in bed longer on the weekends. Right. No, it makes so sense. That's why they always for decades, it's keep a consistent sleep schedule. The more often you can do that, you're going to feel better. Now, again, life happens. You know, I played hockey growing up. People who have, you know, kids who play hockey, they play hockey at terrible times. You know, there's games at like 10 o'clock at night on a school night. What are you going to do about that? You know, if you're a police officer and you work overnight shift, you know, like, or like nurses, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. If you're working 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., you're going to have a stress life. You know, like you may not feel it, but your body's taking some, some hits and it's not ideal. Like you see a lot of like with um, like firemen, like a lot of firemen, who stick in it long enough, they don't live terribly long because working 24 hour shifts every week, that takes a toll on the body. You know, I never and, understood why they felt why the firefighters did that. Cause cops don't do the 24 hour shift thing. They do longer shifts. I right. just, I never understood why, you know, cause it's even before we had a shortage of first responders, right. It was just always yeah. like a culture thing. And that's yeah. kind of shit on the firefighters. I generally just don't understand it. Maybe there is a good reason. I don't know reason. if it's because it's, <laughs> I don't want to, this will sound terrible. I don't know if it's because it's like less intensive. Like you're not getting as many calls. Like 
I could be totally foreign. And if people who are listening to this want to carve me up, please do. I literally do not know the numbers, <laughs> but um, you know, I would think like, you know, apples, the oranges, like a police officer is going to do a lot more in an eight hour shift than a fireman would on a typical day. Um, maybe maybe yeah. that's why they, they can get away with doing it longer. I don't know. Maybe they're less staffed. I don't know. But, um, but just like, yeah, if you're, if your work schedule is erratic like that, you know, that's tough. You know, there's not a perfect solution for that, but I think you can do yourself a better service of like, Hey, keep your nutrition on point, you know, try and get quality sleep when you can, when you come home from your shift, even if you're wired, you know, try to fight the urge to like put Netflix on and stay up for three more hours and, you know, use blackout curtains in your bedroom because you're sleeping during the day. Like keep the room as dark as you can, you Mm -hmm. know, Try and find little things like as thirsty as you might be. Don't chug a bunch of liquid before you go to bed when it's eight in the morning and you're getting home, you know, because you might risk waking up having to go pee, you know, like. Right. Try and find little things to where you can try and at least maximize your situation, you know, not, you know, hammering, you know, your workouts. If you're exercising like, hey, this week I'm going to be night shift. Maybe you don't work out that week and just your body's stressed enough, give it a rest and get some good sleep, you know, and get back on it next week. Um, I think just finding things that don't make the situation worse, basically. Yeah. And we've gotten as a culture, at least in, in a lot of those regards, we've gotten really good at just, like I mentioned earlier, we, we dropped the whole, you know, if you're not fit, you're going to die. Uh, now you start to see people sharing and I, I mean, I've probably done it a couple of times too. So I'm probably guilty, but you know, like, like trying to guilt your friends and people into, you know, why aren't you in the gym right now? Or, uh, you know, you're, you're failing if you're not doing this, if you're not going this hard, whatever. Uh, and as a general statement, I'd say there's probably a lot to that, but when you get to the minutia of it, like, yeah, days off from the gym happen. Like it, it, I would say in my opinion, your greater focus was should always be your nutrition because at the very least, then you can control your, your weight and your, just all the things you just, you just, you just went through and everything, right. You know, you can, the way your body's running. And then if you have to take a week off, because like my dad who just had foot surgery and was basically laid up for two weeks, like he can't, not doing a whole lot of physical activity. He was definitely cruising through that, uh, Amazon prime Netflix, uh, you know, playlist really, you know, getting some hours in, uh, you know, and then you can come back to it. Right. And as long as you're eating well during that time, you're probably going to maintain, you're not going to slide. You're not going to really suffer, uh, from an overall health and capability standpoint, because things happen like it, that's just as much as we don't like it. That's life. That's, that's real. So, uh, you know, that's, it's just one of those things that sucks in the fitness space and the prepping space. There, there's definitely some, you know, similarities there where people get toxic and we get this weird, uh, I don't know, this misinformation, right. This like weird understanding of, I have to be doing ABC and it's actually very contrary to the point. It's actually very unhelpful rather than what you should be doing. Yeah. And I think it just, and I don't want it to come off as we're just harping on all the problems and, you know, not offering, offering anything. Like I like to think of myself as a solutions guy. So like, you know, like I said, when you're coming home and you're working that shift and you're just dead tired, listen to your body, like go to bed, but try and make it good quality sleep, you know, try and 
balance. Maybe that's the week you're not going to train, but you really keep your nutrition on point because that'll help. You know, I think of it all as kind of like the equilateral triangle, like hydration and nutrition is one side, your training and exercise should be the other side. And the third side should be your, um, you know, sleep. It's, you know, they should all be balanced. They shouldn't be one is more important than the other. You need them all. And I think you need them all in an equal kind of balance. Um, and when one thing's kind of out of balance, especially if you don't have any control of it, the other, the other leg has got to take the brunt of it, you know, and that's okay. And not let it, just don't let it spiral. Now, if you're someone who's just all the time night shift, you know, that's entirely different situation. I think you eventually just, you figure it out or you get burned out and, you know, that's a problem too, but that's another topic. Um, you know, same with nursing and, you know, medical staff, people in hospitals, like it's, it's tough when you got to be on in a very important way and you're, it's four o'clock in the morning when you, your body years and years and thousands of years of evolution is like, we should be sleeping and you're awake in a, you know, all lights and surrounded by everything. So it's, but again, that's our, that's our livelihood. That's what you do. You don't have a, a choice in that, but I think just finding the balance on if one thing's off or two things are off, try and tip the scale and balance it out as best you can. You know, if you're going to be in the car, like you said at the beginning, if you're stuck in a squad car all day, pull over once an hour and get out and just stretch and move around a little bit. You know, I don't think there's any harm to that. I don't think you'll get cited or written up for that. You know, um, you know, if you're going to go through your normal beat and you always hit up, you know, Joe's pizza shop, maybe don't do that anymore. You know, quit making poor choices for food while you're, you know, going to be stationary and at any <clears throat> moment you can have to take off, you know, try and keep good fuel in your body because again, you'll make better choices when you're properly nourished and not just running on, you know, simple carbs and you're burning it off. Um, right. right. You know, just little <clears throat> things to try. And I would always think just like whatever you're stuck doing or whatever your situation is, try and think of like how you can tip the scale and do the opposite to try and balance it. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, and you know, hydration, you know, stay away from the caffeinated stuff if you can help it, you know, like get better sleep. You know, if you, if you do have to have the caffeine, you know, try and cut it off. If you're, you know, speaking from a normal work day, try and cut it off by noon, you know, try and go to bed. If you're on the couch and you're falling asleep, go to bed. Don't try and fight it and try and get through two more episodes on Netflix. Just go to bed. You know, and I know it's tough. Listen, yeah. I'm I'm a movie TV show nerd like the best of them. But when you keep when I keep a steady sleep schedule and I have everything kind of my triangles kind of balanced, you know, I don't live a perfect life. I think it's a big misnomer with coaches. It's like, oh, we have it all figured out. Our lives are perfect. Everything we have is organic food. And, you know, it's like, no, like we have lives. We I like I'm a, I'm, a, I'm notorious for having a sweet tooth, you know. Um, this time of year is a write-off for me because it's just, I'll see you in January. I'm going to enjoy December and all that it brings. Yep. And I'll, no, I'll, and I'll be should. back on the saddle on January 1st and I'll be there with you, you know, but, um, life's meant to be enjoyed, but I think you got to earn it sometimes. And if you're someone who's really behind the eight ball, I think you got to clean it up a little bit. If not for mm-hmm. you, for the people you're working with, you know, if, if you, if I'm, if I'm law enforcement, I have a partner I have to work with. I want that partner to be on the same wavelength as me. You know, if I'm busting my ass to make sure I'm healthy and ready to go to do a good job, I want him or her to do the same thing. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I would be able to rely oh, on that person. Yeah. You know, and if I see 100%. that you're just being a fat slob and you don't take care of yourself, I don't have a lot of trust in you, no matter how yeah. good you might be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not going to inspire a lot of trust. Right. And whether that's right or wrong, you know, I don't know, but that's just how I would think, you know, because I think once mm-hmm. you get, and you could probably better speak to this because you sound like you've had a pretty good journey on your side of things is like, once you really take care of yourself and do mm-hmm. things you quote unquote need to do, the world looks a little different and in a good way. And you, because yeah. you, you get, you know, like runners talk about like the runner's high, like they get a real high from running and it's a good feeling. You can get that from doing any kind of exercise, you know, and, but it's really just your body feeling good because you're giving it what it wants. You know, your body wants nutrients. Your body wants the right amount of calories and carbs and protein and mm-hmm. hydration every day. And it wants a stimulus and it wants a good stress. It needs exercise. It needs doing tough things with your body, you know, manual work and things like that. We're meant to move. We're meant to move around. We're meant to get sunshine and sunlight, you know, fresh air. So what I mean, it's just the, doing the know, opposite spending, spending more time being active. Like I, I'll, I'll go out with the guys. We'll do some, you know, uh, field training stuff, right. If we're just, you know, it amounts to just hiking in the woods with our gear, you know, but <clears throat> I always feel better. I always feel better getting sunlight, getting fresh air, getting away from technology, honestly, like, the, the blue one. light, the blue light from the screens and the sedentary lifestyle that comes with TV, video games, computers, cell phones, like it makes life tremendously convenient. And it's basically what runs most jobs. I, I get it. But man, it is really, really unhealthy. It's honestly one of the things I like the most about like getting away and going to teach band camp, as dumb as that sounds. Yeah. But no. like You're we outside. don't get. Yeah, we don't get great internet signal at the camp. There are not TVs everywhere. And you're you're getting up. You're spending all this time outside. I walk around because I'm not marching. I'm teaching. So I'm barefoot walking around touching grass and like, yes, it's like living it up. And I mean, yeah, there's probably cooler ways you could do that. But it's one of the things I like because, like, you know, it's just it's a week unplugged from work and my computer and my phone and, you know, uh, and, you know, as you get older, you kind of, you can't completely unplug. You got work stuff that's bothering you and following you and stuff. But like, it is amazing how much better I usually feel at the end of that week. Granted, I mean, I, I could probably do better on the sleep. We usually, we do bring a TV up. We do play some Halo and stuff, but like just the amount of time I spend out in the sun and everything, like it just feels so much better uh, at the end of those five, six days, whatever it is. Uh, it's, it's, it's very noticeable. Just get outside. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it goes into, if you want to get real, like philosophical deeper about it, like you, you're also, I would bet, and I would even bet that a lot of the kids, which is crazy, but I bet a lot of the kids would even agree is yes, they're not getting cell signal. They're not on their phones. They're not looking at TVs, but I would bet they're not even thinking about it because they're doing something entirely different. They're focused and they're, they have a different purpose, right? It's like, I want to make sure I'm marching in time. I'll make sure I'm hitting my spots. I'm playing the right notes. They are focused and they have a different purpose at that time. I feel like when you don't have, you know, a purpose, this sounds like real deep, but like you're going to just sit there and when you're bored, you're going to start scrolling 
and it's all designed to keep you scrolling. You know, it's it's designed it to keep your 100%. attention. Yeah. So you're going to further dip down into that hole and it's harder to get back out of it. And you look for that dopamine hit. So what do you do? You grab the quick dopamine hit. You go back on the screen and you grab the shitty food. And versus like, I would bet if you, if you pulled half of those kids that you're working with, mm-hmm. you know, majority of them would say, oh, I didn't even think about my phone for like the last two hours. You know, because they're so focused on something else. And once that goes away and there's nothing to do and you're just sitting at home. Yeah. You know, like I think our generation and older, you know, they rag on our generation and younger. about yeah. like We're always about technology and about our phones. And it's like, yeah, but like I played outside a lot. I'm sure you did. I did. But yep. if I had a phone and if I was given a, a smartphone at six years old, five years old. I probably would have played with less action figures and probably would have played less sports outside. Like for sure. And guess what? You're the ones giving them the phone. It's not their fault. Well, and that's, we get, we get worse at carving out time. You know, the amount of time we spend scrolling on our phones, it's awful. And those are always the people in, in our space that you talk about, uh, you know, going to the range or dry practicing with no ammo. Right. I don't have time for that. Oh, I, I, I would go to the gym. I have to find, it's one of the things I have, become so frustrated hearing from people is when they I'll, I'll use the gym as an example, but it could be anything, right? Anything that's going to better you. And Oh, I got to find time to do that. So you, know, you don't, that that's a lie. You don't need to find the time. You have the time, you know, where it is. You're really bad at managing it and prioritizing it. And and yeah, there's probably about 5% of us or 10% of us that generally speaking do have too much going on and they don't have the time, but that's, you don't have to find the time. Most of us have it. We just need to cut out something that is like less beneficial. Like, yeah, I get it. We all want to catch up on whatever, you know, Reacher and all these other shows and stuff. Like, I love it. I'm I'm down with it. I, I get it. I love that shit. But at the same time, if you're going to look at me and say, I can't get in the gym because I you just don't understand. My life is so crazy. I don't have time. Like, well, there are 24-hour gyms. You, 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 I'm not saying it's going to be easy when you get started. But I was one of those people. I was uncomfortable going to the gym. I didn't want when my wife was like, we're going to go to the gym. I was like, the fuck we are. I don't want to go to the gym. And then, you know, I started and after we got, you just, you got to find some way to enjoy it at first and then just understand that it's doing better things for you. Like for us, it was, Hey, we're going to go these nights after work. We're going to go together. So you have somebody there with you. So it's not super awkward. You know, afterwards, we're going to come back. We're always going to have breakfast for dinner, like nothing crazy, but we're going to do eggs. We're going to do, you know, some protein and stuff. And as I started looking forward to that and it was, a big, you know, became a process. And now it's just a part of life is I go on my lunch breaks because it's easy with work. And I genuinely, I will really kind of cringe when I think what my life would be like if I didn't do some of those things like probably a lot heavier probably a lot more miserable you know yeah and that and again that's that goes into like the perpetual decline in the cycle is you know think about how you feel now to where you felt years ago and add 30 more years to that you know like compound interest like it would have gotten definitely worse and worse and you would have just had a bigger hole to dig out of you know and um yeah it's just i think a lot of times at least i see it because i see it a lot not so much with our people i'm pretty lucky like 
there's kind of a culture we've developed of, you know, our people are pretty driven on their own and they don't need a lot of coaxing to come into the gym. They're pretty set. They set their days, you know, like one of my clients, she's, she's pretty high ups in her company. And she talks about like, she puts in her, you know, her teams on Microsoft, like, here's my time slots for the week. I'm unavailable. Like she puts it in so nobody can book a meeting. She puts it in so no one can schedule a call or whatever. It's like, these are my time slots in the week. I'm unavailable because that's what she's coming to the gym and she finds a way to get it done. Um, but I think a lot of times people think it's got to be all or nothing, you know, well, I don't have time. I, I can't, I can't dedicate time. I can't dedicate five days a week to go to the gym for two hours a day. What? Like, that's crazy. Like pro athletes do that. You're not a pro athlete. You need to yeah, yeah. like, you need to just get started, you know? So if you can go for 30 minutes once a week, Hey, that's way better than what you were doing last week, you know? True. True. So find an entry point. And I kind of go to like whatever you can be successful with. You know, if you look at your week and really look at if you have to, if you're that busy, go hour by hour, half hour by half hour and look and see where you can carve some time in. Even if it's just body weight stuff that you can do at home real quick before you get your day started, you know, mm -hmm. something. But do what you can be consistent at because consistency definitely wins. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, Partly maybe why I'm, you know, I've had good success and have a pretty good track record with the people I work with. And partly why I could probably be a better business person is I usually sell people on the under on what sessions to do per week. Like I would love everybody to come in five days a week, but I got to take Johnny to soccer practice. I have to cancel. I have to have a hair appointment. I have to cancel. Things come up. You got to miss. If you can, I always tell people, if you, if your whole life is on fire around you and everything's yeah. just falling apart and you can still come to the gym two days a week, I want you to do two days. Yeah. You yeah. I, I would love for you to come three to four, but if you're going to miss every other week and some days you're going to get one and another week you can come four, you're not going to, you're going to be in a state of flux. You're not going to get as fast as you would if you just did two and rocked the shit out of it and didn't miss, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think just find whatever you can do and not miss. And that's your starting point. And after, you know, a few months go by, you're like, you know what? I can carve in that third day. I can do that. Then try it. Mm -hmm. But don't feel like it's got to be all or nothing. And you got to dedicate. If you only got, you know, an hour and 30 minute workout in, boy, like that wasn't good enough. I needed to get two hours. That's absurd. If that's the case, you probably need to be more efficient. You're probably sitting on your phone too much in between sets and your workout isn't designed for what you need to do. Like, unless you're being a, you're going to be a bodybuilder or some kind of figure competitor, I really don't think you need to be doing 20 sets of every body part. I think that's a waste of time. You know, if you're looking to just be a strong, functional human being, you know, you don't need to be hitting five sets of pec flies and five sets of bench press and five sets of this. Like, balance total body, hit everything once or twice really hard. The last couple reps have to suck and move on, you know, work in some <laughs> cardio once in a while, but a little bit sometimes goes a long way too. You don't have to do, you know, an hour and a half on the Stairmaster, you know, doing it, doing a two hour, you know, workout with weights. That's great. I think that's awesome, but you got to recover from that. Mm -hmm. okay. And if you're working out. 60 hours a week and you're a total stress ball, you don't handle stress well and you eat like shit, 
something's going to go awry somewhere. You know, I'm not saying you're going to get injured or whatever, but something's going to go awry at some point. You can do a great workout, but you have to recover from that. If that workout's going to knock you on your ass for four days because you can't even sit down on the toilet, was it worth it? Did you get better? Did you improve? I would say no. So yeah. I think find what you could be consistent with. Start small, almost to where it feels too easy, and work your way up, you know? And yeah. for law enforcement, it's the same way. It's just be healthy first. A little bit goes a long way. You know, if you're going to start, you know, if you listen to this podcast and like, well, I got to start doing sprint work and, you know, Dan and Austin were talking about, I got to start being able to run and chase somebody down. Well, don't go out cold and never run since high school and try and run like a 40 yard dash. You know, it's not worth, you know, popping a hammy over. Start with like five, 10 yards and just go really, really fast and take your time slowing down, you know, (laughs) and do a few of those for a few weeks and build it up a little bit longer. You don't need to be running a hundred meter sprint, you know, like Usain Bolt. Um, You know, if you're going for a jog, keep it real slow and easy and go longer duration, you know, keep it comfortable. You can, you know, have a conversation while doing it and you don't feel like you're going to die, you know, build up your distance if you want, you know, I just kind of say like train, train violently, train with the purpose, train with, you know, some, some intensity, you know, carry stuff, throw stuff. If you're in a better gym, you know, you have, if they have medicine balls and stuff like that, like do a bunch of different stuff, you know, don't just stick to the machines and, you know, stay stationary. Those have benefit. I'm not saying they don't, but you got to try and make yourself a little bit more, you know, robust, I guess would be the word, um, to handle a lot of different things, you know, mix it up, do a little bit of everything. Don't get stuck in one discipline, but, you know, just think about, you know, what kind of situation could you be in? Maybe you were in a specific situation and, you know, boy, I, I had to try and come up this wall and catch some guy and I couldn't do it. Well, find a gym that has a rope and try and, Climb the rope. Work on it. You know, just find a way or reach out to someone like myself or people like me and do some research. And don't just look at the V shred guy on YouTube because he looks like he looks awesome and he sounds, he says scientific words and he sounds intelligent. Like, do your research. Um, I'm here to tell you that most people on the internet are total hacks. You know, I'm not a hater, I'm just a realist. Um, it's just it's so easy to put anything out there anymore and you're going to get one side of the story when there's a a zillion different sides you can do. I mean, you know, what's the best diet to be on? (laughs) Whichever one works best for you is the answer, but there's a lot of ways it could go, you know? So yeah, that, that would be like a lot of my, my, uh, you know, more concrete things of what people can do is just first off, take a big, you know, better interest in taking care of yourself number one because that's going to pay off for i mean just from a health standpoint you know if you have you know family kids don't you want to live with them for them don't you want to be able to get on the ground and play with your grandkids someday and those types of things and you know but also you're in a job where it's pretty serious you know some serious things can happen and if you're better set up for that chances are you're gonna have a better outcome things always happen you know, you can't predict everything. You can't control everything. But I would rather play the percentage shot and give myself the best possible scenario than yeah. 
know that like, hey, I'm a fat slob and I don't get any exercise. I'm just going to call it in on the radio. Or if I do have to get physical, this guy's going to walk all over me and get away or Not worse or yeah. worse. Um, or maybe I make a bad mistake because I was just so flustered and I was hangry. I didn't have my lunch. And, you know, I mean, seriously, it's you see yeah, how people no, get just when they get hangry. I mean, it's literally become a word in, you know, in our, common our use, vocabularies yeah. is like people can't skip a freaking meal anymore, you know, without absolutely being road rage about it. You know, like that's a problem, you know, and especially if you're going to be in a job where, hey, something might happen. You might get stuck doing paperwork. You might not get to eat for eight hours. You know, if you're stuck yeah, in the station the... doing whatever, if there's a stand, I mean, anything. Yeah. So when you have the opportunity, keep good fuel in your in your vicinity, you know, pack a lunch, keep something in the car, you know, trail mix or raisins, dried fruit, like things you can snack on, beef jerky, like keep things around so you're less likely to stop by the pizza place and the donut shop and right. things like that. Looking for that quick hit plan, have a plan. But know that it's going to help you health wise, but also it's going to help you on the job, which I would say most important. Right, right. Well, we're we're kind of at the time here, Dan. Um, where can people, where can they, where can they contact you? You guys got a website. I know you have like an Instagram and stuff. Where can people contact you if they have questions or if they want to get in a in a class or, or get some help? Yeah, so um, pretty easy to find. We're, our website is trainatapi.com. Uh, Instagram handle is the same thing, trainatapi.com or trainatapi. Uh, we're on Facebook also, Apex Performance Integration. Um, probably the easiest way to get a hold of me would just be if you're on Instagram, shoot us a DM. Um, I share the social media account with someone, but I'm usually on it probably. 80% of the time. So if it doesn't, if I'm not on there, she'll get the word to me. Um, and then I don't know if you do show notes, I can put my email in the show notes. If people want to reach out that way. Yep. We'll um, do that. Yeah. All that information is on our website. Um, we also have a, a online training program that we launched this year called sexy and hard to kill program. Cause that's kind of how I feel like most people should train. If you don't have a specific goal, and you don't know what you want to do. I think if you train to be sexy and hard to kill, you're going to be a pretty badass individual. So it's a nice mix of strength training, some athletic stuff. You can do it in most gyms. Um, all the all the exercises come with links to videos. Um, so if any of your listeners want to check that out, I have them reach out to me. Um, I'm going to give them a special code for 20% off of it. Um, and I'll keep it up throughout the holiday. So we'll go till January 4th. So like keep it up for two weeks. So have, um, if anyone's interested in that, reach out to me, tell me, you you know, you heard me on the show or whatever, and, um, I'll get you the code so you can get 20% off of that. It's a, you could do it in most gyms and, um, it's uh, pretty, pretty well, well-rounded for, you know, just being a badass in my opinion. <laughs> awesome. So, Yeah. No, I appreciate it, man. And it was a great discussion. Love having you on, man. Uh, hopefully we can connect again in the future and do it. Uh, this is just, it's important stuff. It's, it's, it's worth talking about worth, you know, people taking the time to look into and invest in themselves. So uh, thank you, you know, for, for coming on, making the time. I know you're busy. You got a lot going on. It's, I mean, 
it's the freaking holidays. Everybody's got a bunch of shit going on. Doesn't matter. So uh really, really appreciate it, sir. And uh, you know, have a have a Merry Christmas, have a, a happy new year and all that, and we'll we'll be in touch. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on and uh, you know, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy new year to all you to you and your listeners. And I uh you know, I, I thank you for doing what you're doing. You know, we talked a little bit beforehand, you know, I really like the idea of you know what you're about and the preparedness mindset and what's wrong with being prepared. And especially when you're dealing with this type of population, whether it's law enforcement, first responders, you know, military, you know, I think those people need to be set up better than anybody. Um, So I think it all starts with just, you know, having conversations like we're doing and trying to get the word out there on there's a better way to do stuff and always trying to just push the envelope a little bit on how we can make these people the best they can be. Uh, you know, no pun intended from you know slogans, but yeah. um, yeah, I, I appreciate what you do and to keep doing it, man. I know you've had been doing it a while, and I used to do a podcast, and it's it's tough work, so keep going. Some awesome words there from Dan, and it, it's cool to hear that. Uh, you know, especially he's he had done a podcast before uh, of his own. He knows what goes into it, but uh, it is always cool just to hear. You know that we're well received and people dig what we're doing, and and hopefully, if you guys are sticking around, you know, uh, this late into recording, you're one of those people. And and for one, you know, thank you for your support. But B uh, or two, I guess. Uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed the conversation with Dan. You know fitness and nutrition and our, and our personal health. It's such a big piece of this and, uh, health on all levels, right? So you're you're talking mental health, you're talking physical health, uh, you you know, nutrition, all those things. I think it, it it gets really just wrapped into gym time and gym time can, and, and exercise and activity, right? can and will help with all of those things, but they are all separate things. It's going to help, but it won't always just fix everything. And I feel like, especially in our, you know, ecosystem, our, our community, uh, it gets glossed over. I I mean, you, you do, you hear, you hear the same one-liners from people and you don't usually find very many people who are insightful on how to address those, those issues. Like, you know, rather than just tell somebody they're not fit, Hey, you know, maybe open a dialogue and have, and, and ask me, what are you doing to get fit? You know, I mean, you got the gear, you got the gun. That's cool. What about your fitness, man? What are you doing? Try to be helpful. Try to be constructive. Try to be someone who brings a solution to what's going on and be willing to hear, you know, what people are going through. It's the older I get, the absolute truth comes with, we do not know what people are going through at all. You know, you could be dealing with a ton of stuff at home, you could have, you know, intense and incredible mental and emotional stress because of things that are going on at home or with your family or work. And that stuff all plays a part in this. It's never, it is never a black and white discussion. It always exists in the gray. Um, and I think a lot of what Dan talked about in our discussion, uh, you know, alluded to that, supported that, uh, or said just that. So hopefully you guys got a lot of good out of this discussion. I, I really did take some really good notes and and have a lot of strong takeaways. And certainly if you guys are in the Pennsylvania area, I encourage you guys to look Dan up and look into training, or if you're not in Pennsylvania, look into training and and getting healthy and get, get to a gym and do the things that are going to make you better and feel better about your life and yourself and your capability. You know, all of this stuff is all interconnected. doesn't necessarily always seem like it, but it totally is. So 
you know, I, I really did enjoy it. Um, I'm going to make sure I put, uh, you know, Dan's contact email in the show notes for this episode. So if you guys have questions, you can reach out to him. He's a very bright dude, very sharp. You guys, I, I again, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for listening and, and for supporting us. Um, I'm, you know, uh, that's it. Uh, that's all I got this week. It was a great episode. Uh, we'll have another great one next week to round out 2023 before we go charging into 24. So this is me signing off. And until next time, you guys get out there, stay safe. And like we always say here, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared. Be prepared.